0: of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined in person by Miss Brittany Braunbacher, hello, and Miss Christine Simer, hello. Your We're kid- back together again. We are. No.
2: it's been forever. And the most exciting part is your kitty. Yes, uh, I mean, Ma- okay, Mouse Ma- <laughs> walking in another room.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, he'll be back. Bounced. Bye. Um, so we haven't recorded an episode of the podcast. Together in a long time. I think it was GDC. No, really. I mean, well, we technically did shows at PAX and E3. Yeah, but those are special occasions. Mm. I mean, like a regular, like a regular show. show. Wow, regular it's been a long, show. Long time yeah, then. I know. It's yeah. been. It's been a hot minute. Mm. So nice. Mm. Um, for everybody watching at YouTube.com/slash What's Good Games, you probably notice that we are <laughs> in a temporary base uh this is uh the future home of my office slash guest room in my house but right now it's the what's good games studio while the actual studio is under construction um we'll give you guys updates and post some behind the scenes uh photos and videos and stuff on our patreon page patreon.com slash what's good games if you guys are interested in that and we'll let you know when the new studio is going to be up and running which we're very excited about but it's not today but i'm glad that you ladies are here uh it's halloweeny time yes we're going to halloween horror nights tomorrow very excited oh, about this. Hi. oh I
2: forgot about that <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry uh, i'll hold your hands Diver. yeah okay. no I, I already
2: volunteered i will be the front woman i will go head first into all the haunted houses i just smile like an idiot the whole time i literally just grin i love it and simon's just, I'm like, just yeah. like i'm just gonna yeah.
0: be there that's, we'll sandwich you <laughs> gonna happen. I'm gonna be there we'll sandwich you baby girl <laughs> yeah. it'll, be, it'll be great it'll be exciting Um, and speaking of exciting Brittany we're mm. going to Fargo next week Fargo that's not right that's not right is it Fargo oh, Fargo North Dakota. it's all about the O's and the oh. A's Fargo oh. <laughs> it's not it's not quite right though the yeah i don't know what accent that is we'll work on it uh before you before you get there or maybe (laughs) just
1: i'm no 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 do an accent
2: no i told you i've been told by many people before you went to europe and now before going to firewall to not even try to do the accent and i won't i won't offend anyone but that's for the best Yeah,
0: yeah I agree yeah. But uh, the reason Why we're going to Fargo uh, well, My hometown Is because of Extra Life for Kids That's right We are raising money Alongside our friends At Kind of Funny To do A big Old Live event It's happening At e Central from 12 to 6 p.m. on Saturday, October 26th, and you guys can come on down if you are in the era and you feel like driving over. We would love to see your faces. There's gonna be lots of free-play gaming stations. We're gonna be doing some local tournaments. We have a bunch of cool prizes that you can win. And if you're gonna be watching on the stream at twitch.tv slash what's good games or at youtube.com slash what's good games, you can also get in on the action. We are running a poster contest, which is super fun. So if you guys consider yourselves artistic or maybe you're you're a microsoft paint savant like brit here then we want you to submit your artwork you can go to w wait wait what's the bit.ly it's bit.ly bit.ly slash wggel poster i believe that's it we were having some snafus with the links but i think that's fixed the thing yeah so if you guys are interested in submitting your art you can find those links on any of our social media channels you can find them in the description below whether you're listening on podcast or watching on YouTube we would love to see your guys' art so please do submit everybody uh, that submits and everybody that votes by donation will get a digital copy and of course the winner will get a special prize along with a physical signed copy as well and we have all kinds of other cool stuff happening during the Extra live stream that we're going to be announcing on the show next week so that way you guys get uh, a preview before the streams happen on Saturday, but then Friday, the night before October twenty fifth, Stimer is going to be getting on an airplane. But Britt and I are going to be drinking at Barcode in West Fargo. So please Stimer come will meet be us. be drinking on an airplane. I mean, well, we'll see
1: about the drinking on the airplane, but yeah, I, that'd be nice. Maybe I will.
0: I'll drink one in spirit. I'll be like, yeah. 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 It'll be great. And because Steimer is going to be traveling, we decided to invite our dear friend, Joey Noel, to join us in Fargo. So we're super excited to announce that kind of funny's own Joey will be joining us at the meet and greet. So we're going to do kind of like a what's good cross kind of funny. Joey. Hashtagged it. What's funny, which I kind of like. That's cute. Yeah. And then there's the other one, kind of good fun, or kind of good,
1: kind of good, like kind of good, and and was funny. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> it's, those are those are good crossover names. Yes. Also, I like that you had to add another brunette to like just round it all out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, make it even. Exactly. Yeah. I've been wanting to get Joey out to one of our events for a really long time, and I asked her if she would be available to go to Fargo, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, what? Yes, let's fire goal." Um, and I also You're told back, like fire. <laughs> I know. it just gets more. Worse and worse. it's just spitballing into a terrible thing i was just gonna let you keep going yeah I'll go. oh no okay maybe i won't let now you keep just going. making up letters <laughs> yes. if you guys want to participate in any of these events please uh check all of our social media channels go to our facebook page facebook.com slash what's good games and rsvp for the event and let us know that you're going to be there it's going to be a great time and we hope to see you out there it might be cold bring a scarf it will probably be cool yeah there was just a big
2: snowstorm someone today tweeted at us it was like look at this was my my backyard a few days ago but apparently it's all melted now i don't know yeah yeah
0: generally fargo gets at least one snowfall before halloween Mm -hmm. and in a rare occasion there is snow like on the ground on halloween but it's not common frosted pumpkins but it was always like kind of a crapshoot growing up if we had to wear like snow jackets underneath of our costumes or not (laughs) I'm serious. That, it's,
1: you're like, I'm the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man yeah. and a witch.
0: A witch. Yeah. I'm the witch version of this. Well, this is why you like sometimes would pick costumes that you could like easily put like bulky sweatshirts yeah. and stuff under. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm getting distracted. Um Brittany, yo. I think it's time for me to kick it over to you for our last piece. <sighs> housekeeping and announcements right so we have another
2: one-star review that is brought to us by nostias i don't know how to say her name but this just came in this june lady so it's a very recent review oh boy it is called trash bimbo poses so i do it in this accent because a good friend of ours and i don't know this person actually at all so i can't say they're a good friend someone on twitter tweeted me some messages some one-star reviews that we can't see here but apparently they're in the UK and <clears throat> what a mother's meeting clueless hens clucking in the coop female posers with no knowledge we can see through your bull. You know
0: what? That was actually a pretty good accent for really? you. Really? Yeah, I feel
2: like that was like far away. your I best. wait, accent. wait. Can you
0: read it one more time? no i can't do
2: it again i can't replicate perfection trash bimbo posers is the name of it what a mother's meeting clueless hens clucking in the coop female posers with no knowledge we can see through your bowl
0: what a mother's meeting is that slang Yes, Yes. this is all british slang yeah Clueless hens clucking oh. in the coop. I'm gonna be honest, the reason I asked you to read it again is because the first time you read it I thought it was like a mystery riddle or
2: something. Oh. Yeah. No, it does it does seem <laughs> oh, like it, right? God. Are you come are you? No, now? No, he's he's missing. Missing. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. We're hens clucking in the coop. We blah, just cluck. Blah, 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 blah. That's not what hens sound like. I was like, like that, <laughs> have you ever been in a chicken coop? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely not. Um That was better.
0: <laughs> I'm getting so good at my sounds. Uh, The reason why we decide to (laughs) highlight some of these very silly one-star reviews is because we want you guys to know that it helps the show out a lot. If you take a few moments from your day to go to your favorite podcast uh, platform where you listen to the show and to leave us a five-star review saying why you love the show and, and, you know, what is interesting to you about it. Because those reviews definitely matter and and they help with our rating in the ranks and then the charts. So it gets us up there so that when people search for video game podcasts, they can see that we exist and find Mm -hmm. us and mm-hmm, we can bring mm-hmm. new people into the What's Good Games family. Um, into the What's Good Games coop where we cluck here all oh, yeah. day. <laughs> like dolphins, apparently. We're just a bunch of clucking mother oh. hens over here. Is that, did I do that yeah, right? Yeah, I think um, but thank you to everybody who has been leaving some fantastic five-star reviews we see them we read them we love that you take the time to do this it's just one way that you guys can support what we're doing here at what's good games without having to pay any funds because we know that not everybody can contribute to the show financially and so just a few moments of your time is all that we would ask for your support all right now that we have been chit-chatting away for the beginning of the show I cluck, cluck, cluck clucking clucking indeed <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Alex Rogopoulos, Chewy's Godson, David Icolucci, Faris Atene, Mohammed, Mohammed Mohammed Mohammed. That's what I was saying there. Uh, and welcome to our Patreon community. It is their first week in the membership pool. It's Michael Sturgeon, Denise Atwood, Anna Kafka, Kafka, Anna Kafka, Kafka, uh, Rakan Alshubat, <laughs> uh, Lior Brayman, Kailani Maywood, Alejandro Gaspar, Sugar Bear, and <laughs> Ickity Ackity Oop. Okay, that's the greatest. <laughs> I know. I was pulling these earlier, Ickity, and I was Ickity, Oop, Oop, Sugar Bear, and
2: Ickity Ackity Oop." Yeah, put it, it together, and what have you got? Ickity Ackity Oop. Yep,
0: that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, great minds. That's a little Disney for you. Yeah. All right, now I think it's time for us to get into the news. But before we do that, I have to tell you it's brought to you by Me Undies. Woo! is that a good ghost noise? That's really good. good. That's really good. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Halloween. I'm even wearing my I'm here for the booze t-shirt. Remember when planning your costume as a, as a kid was like the most fun you could have pre-Christmas? And now that you're an adult, Halloween feels less Halloweeny sometimes, right? Sort of? Yeah. Well, Me Undies is bringing back the childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with her spooky prints and Halloween costume onesies. That's right, you guys. Costume onesies. Yeah. Foo. (laughs) so me undies we talk about all the time on the show we love them i was wearing my me undies onesie last night Britt was wearing her star wars lounge pants Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. spooky soft you guys like designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body soft like softer than a fluffy kitten dressed up in a pumpkin costume pumpkin costume pumpkin pumpkin costume (laughs) (laughs) like softer than the brains of zombies Oh, 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 softer oh. than the brain zombies love to eat that's what i meant to say. Oh, oh. <laughs> no it's too far too far don't think about eating brains you guys it's gross you guys get the idea these are the softest undies known to man and they're also available in sizes extra small through 4xl soft for everyone different prints colors and styles me undies has the most unique prints out there but the halloween prints you guys they are on another spooky level and they're actually kind of cute uh, they're not just spooky, you know, because sometimes spooky things are like gross and scary looking, yeah. and not necessarily cute looking. Yeah, not like a pumpkin dressed in a kitten costume. Oh, I got that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Okay. a pumpkin with a kitten costume. It'd be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> this year me undies is coming out with a variety of festive prints to really put the boo in booty Ooh. now you guys probably didn't think that undies would up your halloween costume game well think again their unique prints are designed to be mixed and matched and turned into the most guaranteed first prize at the costume contest costume coop costume <clears throat> now if you don't feel like leaving your house that's cool too just wear the Halloween costume onesie to pass out candy and you're good to go. It's or cute. to just eat all the candy by yourself. <laughs> Genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meat Undies has a great offer for What's Good Games listeners. If you are a first-time purchaser, you'll get 15% off your order plus free shipping. And that 15% really makes a difference when you're buying a bunch of onesies, you guys. This is a no-brainer because you guys will also get that 100% satisfaction guarantee to get your 15% off a free shipping Add on and that guarantee. Of course, you guys got to go to meundies.com dot com slash wgg. That's m e u n d i e s. dot com slash wgg. meundies.com dot com slash wgg for fifteen percent off. But seriously, the onesies are really comfortable. Mm. Our first story this week is kind of a multi-story. It's a, it's a doozy of one. So we're going to start with Riot Games. You guys may have seen this week. They are celebrating their 10-year anniversary of League of Legends. And they decided to just, like, explode with a bunch of news about new projects that they're working on. Um, I fondly make jokes that Riot Games is not actually Riot Games; it's Riot Game because they've only had League of Legends until Team Fight Tactics. Oh, they came out, sure which is showed you a mode within League of Legends. Is that accurate? It's a that mode? is accurate. Um, and so now, though, they're they've pulled back the curtain on a bunch of other games that they're doing, essentially solidifying themselves as a multi-genre publisher, which is going to be very exciting to watch and see how these different styles of games are going to manifest within uh, the Riot Games universe. So, let's Before begin. you get into that, <laughs> <laughs> let's do a little disclosures
1: here, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't talk about it a lot, or almost at all, but uh, I do work at Riot Games. That is my full-time job, so I've worked on a lot of the stuff that's that's in this. So, therefore, what I will be doing for this segment... <laughs> Because I am horribly biased and I don't want to make any faces that I shouldn't make um, or like say anything I shouldn't say. I'm going to wear the Sekiro mask. So if you're just listening to the show, that's why I'm quiet. I'm putting... (laughs) Brittany's going to hold my mic for a second while I put this on.
0: Wait, before you put it on, I want to say how proud I am of all of the hard work you've done on this you've been busting your ass for months I call her all the time or text her text her on slack her slacker and be like hey well, you want to do these things and she's like I'm still working and then the one time or technically three times that she had texted me about playing borderlands I was I was busy and I felt bad about that but I want to give you a pat on the back because I know that you've been working really hard thanks okay thanks for now Now we got lots of stuff to talk about. I'm excited, you guys. Where'd she go? Oh my gosh, she's gone. (laughs) Who is the sexy demon thing next to me? It's Halloween. We got a demon. We brought a demon in as a special guest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. This write-up, this massive write-up comes from Eurogamer. The title is, Here's Everything Riot Announced for League of Legends' 10-Year Anniversary. League of Legends just celebrated its 10-year anniversary, and Riot Games took the opportunity to announce a bunch of new games and projects in the pipeline. For starters, the developer revealed it was branching out into the world of strategy card games with Legends of Runeterra. It'll be free-to-play and feature cards based off notable LOL, characters as well as new characters from the titular region. Hmm. Rune Terror will have both free and paid ways to get cards. There are no, quote, surprise mechanics in this one, however, (laughs) as players will be able to buy any card they want with currency they've bought or earned in game. It'll launch in 2020 for both PC and mobile and is now open for pre-registration. You'll also be able to play it this week at... N? In. in London at EGX, the game show run by Eurogamer's parent company, Gamer Network. Next up, we've got Arcane, an animated series based off League of Legends, developed and produced by Riot Games and releasing in 2020. It follows the story of two LOL champions in Piltover? I think that's right. That is correct. Thank you. Thank you, Demon. Uh, in the oppressed underground of Zon, though we don't exactly know who the main character will be. The trailer seems to have appearances from both Jinx and V Bye. Vi? Vi. Vi. So it's possible they'll be pretty central to the plot. Um, I'm gonna stop there for a second because Britt and I watched this trailer. And if you guys have not seen any of the materials on all of these announcements this week, this animated trailer is definitely worth a watch. Even if you're not familiar with anybody in the league universe, the animation looks fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't even play a lot of league. I stopped playing at like level seven. And I've been desperately hoping for the game to come to console, which we'll talk about in just a minute. And I want to watch this series. So highly recommend you guys check out the trailer. What would you think about it, Britt?
2: Yeah, I mean, it just looked like something very approachable. It didn't look like something crazy. Because, I mean, if, I, if there's any reason for me to get into League, it would be because of the characters and their backstory. Uh, the gameplay, the MOBA thing, like, not my, not my jam, not my jelly. But, you know, you know, I love me. Good character, good story, good background, good animation.
0: Am I holding the yeah. microphone too close to my face? I was just double-checking the levels. That's all. All right, good. Just doing some due diligence and making sure... Because every once in a while while we're shooting the show, I have a slight moment of panic where I'm like, oh my gosh, did I hit the record button? And then, of course of course, I have. Of course I've hit the record button. <laughs> but you know, like the panic sets in and then I have to like look and make sure the counter is counting. And it is. Perfect. So um, continuing on. Team Fight Tactics, right? it's answer to the auto chess craze. is coming to mobile early next year. Pre-registration on Google Play goes live. It's live already. It went live on the 16th of October. (laughs) Uh, The developer also revealed its plans to release new sets of champions and abilities every three to four months for both PC and mobile versions. The next set launches on PC on the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Uh, Named Rise of the Elements. Bonus points to whoever picked up that reference. Not I. Uh, This update will feature content based around you. Guessed it. The Elementals. League of Legends Wild Rift. Is up next, and it's a redesigned five v five MOBA coming to Android, iOS, and console. It features a lot of the same gameplay as LOL on PC, but has built completely has been rebuilt completely from the ground up to make a more polished experience for players on other platforms. Wild will launch on mobile sometime in 2020, and pre registration is open now on the Google Play Store for this one too. So I'm going to pause here for a second. This is exciting. I was talking to Brittany while we were pulling this story and putting the show notes together and I was like, Um, Man, they announced a bunch of stuff. And for some reason, I missed that they announced that Rift was coming to console. I thought that they just announced it for mobile, which was, to me, is expected. I had heard rumblings that they were going to publish League on mobile for quite some time, which makes sense. Mobile games are huge around the world, especially competitive games are on the rise um, in regions um, like Asia and, and in South America. And so I was like, of course Riot wouldn't be looking to put this on mobile are you okay, Brett? I, I Is the demon bothering you? I just you?
2: have to glance up and she's just like nonchalantly <laughs> kind of
0: staring and it's just the best thing ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um but i what i wasn't prepared for was the console announcement right what did you think we watched this gameplay reveal together
2: uh you know honestly it does really nothing for me because i just don't You're really not like a MOBA MOBA person. no i'm not a moba yeah. person but i know a lot of people who are and maybe if MOBAs came to a console then maybe it would blow my skirt up a little bit but uh, i was wondering you know could this possibly fill your long lost paragon void
0: so i was thinking about this myself Britt. Um, and for people out there who may be confused, MOBA stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, and League of Legends is one of the top three, top two, I would say, MOBAs in the world next to Dota 2, and there are a wide variety of them now. Paragon was the only MOBA that I was able to really deep dive into. Um, I think over 800 hours I Paragon. forgot. Wow. Yeah, no, I was all the way in on Paragon, which was... Epic Games MOBA that they canceled once Fortnite blew up and I got real sad cuz I was like you have enough oh, money turning. to hire more people to work on Fortnite let the Paragon team keep Paragon in if only yeah so sadly that's gone and the key difference well, I mean there's obviously like a lot of differences when it, when you look at the specifics but the visual difference to me that really affects gameplay is that Paragon was third person mm-hmm. and League is top down. So stylistically very different. There was a lot of verticality in the movement of Paragon that I really liked. And I felt because you were so much closer to the characters, I got more attached to the heroes that I played in um in Paragon than I did with the champions that I played when I was playing League. And League's item system is much more intricate and has a lot more moving parts, and I thought it was just a lot more difficult to learn. Mm-hmm. You really have to study and figure out you know, what your builds are going to be, what your strats are, and obviously there's a lot of resources for that because League's been around for so long. So Paragon
2: was more of like a baby's first MOBA, kind of, sort of?
0: Yeah, and I think the reason why I was able to get into it is because nobody else had played it either, and I feel like now going back to League, especially if I only was going to play on PC, Mm. that I would feel like such a noob and so (laughs) out of of touch with where the game has gone, that I would feel... I would feel intimidated to play. I really would. That's fair. Um, And with Paragon, nobody had played. And so we were all kind of starting at the same level. But look how good you got. You just got to jump in. So maybe when this comes to console... You can give it a shot. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to. I don't like how what they showed was very clearly for touch interface. Mm. Like, the gameplay looks like it's only for mobile, and I'm interested to see if the menus in the console version are going to be different or if they're going to be identical. I know that they are claiming that it's rebuilt specifically for mobile and console, but to me, those are wildly different things. Right, Building for mobile and mobile platform where you're tapping the glass versus using a controller... To me, are not the same. But I also don't make games, so maybe they're doing something really innovative. And if so, I can't wait to play. Perfect. But I will definitely be trying. 2020. Sometime. Maybe. In 2020. For lucky. All right. Moving on. Bringing it back to League of Legends itself, the 146th champion. OMG. Wow. 146th. I did not realize there were so many champions. <laughs> Has been teased Senna is a support character That will have a marksman Like play style And she'll hit the public beta On the 29th of October Before heading to the live servers On the 10th of November What? This team is bothering you again? No okay. it's great LOL will also be bringing back Ultra Rapid Fire Or IRF I'm just gonna call it IRF <laughs> Because it sounds funny LOL IRF <laughs> Sorry <laughs>
1: People call it Earth anyway, so you're right.
0: Okay, (laughs) Okay, perfect. A limited time game mode that players have wanted to return for four years. On top of all that, Riot products will start supporting the Arabic language, and it's releasing nine albums of music from each session of LOL to music streaming platforms today. And I also, I think, saw that IMAPID is doing custom vinyls. Yes? The Demon Nods, yes, that's happening as well. So if you are more of a traditionalist with your music uh, check out our friends over at I am 8-bit they've got some really pretty vinyls that you can add to your vinyl collection and finally Riot has announced that it will be making its very own competitive shooter code named project a oh, we didn't talk about project f that's in the last paragraph yeah. um, it will be a tactical character based game set on a near future earth and each character will have unique abilities to help them in combat that's about all we know so far but more details will be revealed next year so this is a really interesting trailer mm-hmm. too so we watched this together and the first thing I Said when we were watching this trailer was, wow, this looks like Mm Counter-Strike. And what's interesting is that even though the gunplay looks like Counter-Strike, the art style looks a lot like Overwatch. And so it's I think that there's obviously going to be comparisons but between those two. But the gunplay in the trailer looked to me a lot tighter than the gunplay in Overwatch. I think when you think about Overwatch gameplay, There's so much focus on the abilities of each of the individual characters and how they interact with each other in their respective classes that sometimes the gunplay gets lost because most of the characters don't have guns. Or not traditional guns they have yeah. like weird alien guns but so I was wondering are they going to
2: make new characters for this game project a I mean they can't really can they pull their characters that they already have they already have one hundred and forty six of these things of
0: course they of course they can pull them but I would guess that they're going to make new characters and have a new you know lore in a new world and then there's going to be crossover kind of like how blizzard crosses over their characters into their games yeah that would be my guess it's exciting i mean it's it's really cool to see riot doing
2: i feel like everything's just kind of coming into one big like universe of riotness
0: i that's why i think that they're really kind of setting themselves up as a publisher that could potentially challenge what blizzard is doing the big difference of course that blizzard has a long history of publishing and developing games of multiple genres and riot does not Riot has always just been the moba Mm -hmm. people and so we're really gonna have to see once these games are released if they're going to be able to all be successful because it would be very impressive if they you know nail the landing on all of them but i don't i I don't anticipate they will yeah you know because that's really difficult to do um but i'm excited to play this and check it out it looks cool yeah the I, video it, looks good it again looks great
2: i'm happy for you girl but it's just like it just doesn't do anything for me personally yeah. but yeah it's like i said it, it's just exciting to see right really expanding this universe they have and like you said like if they can create just this huge thing where they have you, i don't know it's just exciting it's cool because right now you know you know a lot of people are looking you know where how can they get away from blizzard you know what i mean yeah and, no it's
0: right it's like Kapuya, look what we got
2: a lot of stuff
0: but wait, there's more. Oh, there's a few other bits and pieces to round up, to Project L, a fighting game set in the Lowell universe, is in early stages of development, which is crazy to me That's in early stages because Seth Killian went to work at Riot and took his fighting game with him multiple years ago, and then he's now working in Epic's eSports division, and so like the project that he had been working on and his fighting game that he brought there um kind of was in this limbo and nobody really knows what's going on with it if they even used what he created and what he and his team mm-hmm. had put together if they repurposed it what's happening so that it's still in early stages is kind of wild to me i would have i would have guessed that it would have been in like mid to late stages at this point but i Developments guess hard sometimes. It's, a, it's also possible that they decided to scrap right. everything that that team worked on and start over yeah um there's also Project F, which is what you're most excited about. Yeah, so we don't know a lot about this one. The
2: one thing I'm most excited about, man. But all the articles that I'm seeing are saying it looks like a Diablo-style action RPG where you and your friends can run around the world and do League of Legend things. Um, we don't know jack shit about it so there's really not a heck of a lot but there was like a few second clip that i was able to find and it looks like there's some cinematic intro and then you and your people are like running around top down so that looks like more something up my alley and that could be a good way for me to kind of get into this new riot universe i guess this in the the animated series but hey that's all i got
0: (laughs) no but i think it's interesting that they're really diversifying the types of genres So, not only are they obviously continuing with their, you know, uh, premiere MOBA, Mm -hmm. but we have the card game, we've got a tactical shooter, we've got a fighting game, and potentially an action RPG. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. They came, they saw, they delivered. Well, they've teased. They've teased. I wouldn't go so far as to say that they've delivered yet. They delivered tantalizing news. Yes. That is correct. There we go. Um, And lastly... League of Legends Origins is going to be a feature-length documentary on Lowell's community. And, of course, oh, wait, there's one more thing. Oh, my goodness. League of Legends Esports Manager is a team management game that will launch in the Lowell Pro League next year. That was a good E3. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I, I am kind of confused as to why they didn't do at least some of these announcements or this entire presentation at Worlds. Mm. Um, but, Wasn't ready. You know, like yeah, I they get yeah. to make their own newsbeat now. Yeah, absolutely. They did, and they did.
2: They sure did. Can we summon Stimer back? Does anyone have any holy water we can sprinkle on this demon next to us? Oh, my God. Us? I almost took a nap under here. Like <laughs> It's so dark. <laughs> it's like, oh, hello, world. I probably have marks on my forehead, but that's
0: okay. I don't, I don't see any. I think you're good. Cool. There. Um, I have questions, but later. off camera. Questions.
2: She's questions. going to give you the. I do not comment on rumor or speculation. I'm
0: very a very good employee. Exactly. Well, what we could do is we can get someone from the official PR team to maybe answer some of our questions. I he- I feel like we know somebody on the PR I team. I feel like Riot. we do. I feel like we could fix this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll get them on. We'll do an official interview. It would be great. Um, moving on. To another massive story that happened. It technically kicked off Friday after the show posted. You may have heard about a black hole in Fortnite. (laughs) So this was really wild. And it was really cool going back and watching streamer reactions to this happen. Because I don't think anybody expected this to go down the way that it did so everyone knew that season 11 was upcoming and mm-hmm. that they were going to do some kind of announcement about it but they took it one step further and did this amazing in-game event which you know fortnite has been doing over the last year or so and really kind of doing cool innovative things inside the game and then decided to just like delete the game it was so crazy to what i saw a clip of it and i was just like
1: "This bonkers it's <laughs> bonkers especially like watching people's reaction they're like wait
2: I can't control my character anymore, right? Like, and like you're just shot out into space, basically, yeah, and sucked into so a black this hole, going down. When I was still in Orlando, so can you give me a brief like recap of like, so like everyone's you know hanging out on the on the island, anticipating
1: anticipating something, anticipating something happening, and then um, like rockets start going off from each of the areas in the worlds. So there's like different ones on the map. They fire up, and then they all hit something and then come down and basically then it's like armageddon like
0: Uh, it's like there was like this one giant like beam of light that like came down that looked like it looked like the hammer of dawn yes it does look like
1: the the hammer of dawn um and it just basically like starts to implode the island and then you as the character would just like float up that's when they would lose control of their character oh and like you kind of gravity float into space as then Mm. that hammer of dawn now becomes a black hole center and everything gets sucked into the black hole and then it just it's just black black that's cool millions of people i was like this is dark this is some dark
0: shit to be like you know what you're all insignificant and as is life (laughs) yes here we go it was (laughs) wild hearing people's like real-time reactions some streamers being like oh this is cool when are they gonna bring it back and other people like crying and being like really upset they're like, I can't believe they destroyed the island. I've spent so many hours here. Like, oh. where is, where is everything that I know and I love? You know, and th- because they just went, yeah. they literally went radio silent.
2: For oh, and they deleted like, like all a their- full.
0: Th- 36 hours yeah it was it close was more to, than a day it was close to two days but not quite a full two days yeah um, but it was definitely more than a day and I think yes. that's when people were like okay oh my no, god but, wait no, no but, but really what's happening but, what's yeah. going on <laughs> get in the shakes yeah. is, this a, is this a joke what's, wait, bring, it, bring the game back though <laughs> and people got very upset and were mm. demanding refunds they're like i can't believe you deleted the game because like the twitter account was just like this
2: is the end well yeah they, <laughs> they deleted like, everything <laughs> yeah they deleted yeah. everything right and they just made their profile picture i think a black picture or black something hole black, yeah well, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah
0: and so people were like freaking out and getting all upset and then riot comes back not Riot. sorry um epic, <laughs> epic. comes back and it's just like um. Hey guys, it's uh, Fortnite two chapter two, and I'm just like, what? What the heck is going on? But I, the trailer was super impressive, and I don't. I, I tweeted that I don't even like Battle Royale, but it kind of makes me want to play, and it's not just because of the fishing, or maybe it is. It's just of the wild fishing. that people would ask for refunds, and then it makes me think of
2: how many people play Fortnite so casually that they don't understand how the gaming industry works, and of course they're not taking the game away permanently. Are you right, kidding? Yeah. They'd be like. Okay, that would be the worst move of all time. I know. You're like, yo, I don't want any more That'd of be this pretty good money. <laughs> like, I'm good. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: no. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, it's really never gonna happen. Yeah. Just, uh... Yeah. I thought this whole thing was pretty, pretty fun to watch and was interesting. And I, I thought it was really bold, and I liked it a lot. I also liked that they waited as long as they did, but like not too long, but like kind of long enough for people mm-hmm. to to have that questioning moment of like, mm-hmm. wait,
2: <laughs> but what are they doing here? And then they were like, Burr, here you go. I think Monday night, Ninja tweeted a, t- a hint and it was just tacos because Taco Tuesday.
0: Mmm, tacos are good. I
2: saw that, anyway.
0: Oh, well, let's go ahead and dive into what is new in Fortnite Chapter 2. I don't know if I'm going to read all of this. It does Um, does rhyme. Uh, But this write-up also comes from Eurogamer, and they write that Fortnite Chapter 2 overhauls the game's map mechanics, items, and more. Many new location features across the map. Uh, Yes, those ones previously spotted in an earlier leak, so that leak was correct. Uh, Such as craggy Cliff's, Steamy... Stacks, Sweaty Sands, wow. Frenzy Farm, Dirty Docks, Misty Meadows, Weeping Woods, Holly Hedges, Lazy Lake, and Slurpy Swamp. Slurpy Swamp is the grossest of those names. Yeah, agreed. Makes me want to Slurpy, though. But some old points of interest have returned. Pleasant Park, Salty Springs, and Retail Row will be immediately familiar. Risky Reels is also back after a long absence. And while the map itself looks new, there's a lovely revamp of the game's lighting. Fans will just enough... Fans will find just enough familiar. Weeping Woods, for example, is a mashup of lonely lodge and wailing woods down to the same bear statues. Fans have also begun to find plenty of Easter eggs pointing to the old map, including burnt out Durburger and tomato head mm-hmm. mascots. On to the new gameplay, you'll quickly find that you can now swim in water and there's no insta death if you dive off the edge of the island map. Head out too far though, and you'll simply hit an invisible wall. As expected, boats are now the game's key vehicle. We've tried wanting to drive on we've tried to drive one on land And you don't get very far. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Pick up a fishing rod. Meanwhile, and you'll be able to catch fish, which will reward 50 health points. And yes, you eat them raw and wriggling. There's an achievement (laughs) for that. In team modes, you can now carry fallen teammates and opponents and heal from afar with the bandaged bazooka health cannon. And you can also now hide in haystacks and rubbish dumpsters. And you can blow up petrol stations and explosives. Barrels. If you guys want to find out all of the details on what's new in Fortnite Chapter 2, you can head on over to Eurogamer.net and read their entire article. We're not going to go through all of the changes here, but I just thought it was really interesting to talk about it because Fortnite has been such a mainstay in video game news really since it blew up. Right, what was that? Two months after launch, three months after launch, ish, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been they've been iterating and innovating and doing really cool things, and really hats off to the team at Epic Games for really putting a commitment to making content, and I think really setting an industry standard for what defines value in a free to play game
2: yeah not a lot of people can take their game down for 36 hours or so and come back and be that's crazy to me still that that happened and all the people who were watching like i don't that
1: we don't have the numbers in that story but the amount of people watching a black screen because once that thing happened like it was like it was millions of people
2: Mm -hmm, it was like i
1: think at least a million people watching on youtube i don't know how many on twitch and it's everyone i think was just so dumbfounded that they were like but how long? I like, it's one of those things where it's the uh, what's the the sunken cost fallacy of like, if I just keep watching, mm. maybe it will. Like, yeah. like I already put in this much four so. hours. I may as well keep watching for
2: the rest That's of the insane. thirty-two. Um, it goes to show you how yeah. freaking popular this thing is, and how much of a just cultural movement it has. It's pretty fascinating. I wonder what the reception's been to the new stuff. I haven't seen anything yet, but yeah.
0: You know. Apparently, according to. This article on QZ.com, this event was the most watched event in Fortnite's history. At its peak, more than 4 million people watched the event on YouTube, according to gaming consultant Ron Breslow. And searches for Fortnite were at the highest on Sunday than at any point over the past 12 months, according to Google though those numbers do pale in comparison to the more than 10 million people who tuned in to watch DJ Marshmello perform in Fortnite back in February. I
2: have a very important email I got from Chris Jackson from Pornhub.
0: Oh oh oh!
2: So this came from him, and he says, "Hey, how's it going? I wanted to share with you a brand new insights post, courtesy of Pornhub, following Fortnite's black hole shutdown. Ac- according, wow, according to the data <laughs> report, wow. Well, Fortnite servers went down, and its world was replaced with an ominous black hole. Starting on Sunday, October thirteenth, Pornhub found that searches to the site containing black hole increased by an astronomical nine thousand six hundred and
0: forty percent. It's a high percent. (laughs) Searches (laughs) containing Fortnite were 152%
2: above average by Monday, October 14th, representing hundreds of thousands of additional searches while players were deprived of their game. Traffic among gaming fans remained higher than normal over the first 24 hours of the outage, according to the Google Analytics Affinity data. The peak traffic increase of 10.6% occurred at 9 Pacific... No, 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday for the demographic.
1: So the kids were curious. The, ki- the, yeah. kids, were the curious. kids were curious. <laughs> that should be Pornhub's tagline. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like, you know, I can't get into the game, so I guess I'll get off to the game.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's a good Dude, one. That, I'm was good. that was really good. Very nice. Like, look at this chart. This is oh, wow. people looking for Fortnite searches, and then here's the black hole searches. I'm
0: Boop. kind of curious what a Fortnite search on Pornhub would turn up. Honestly, same. I feel like we have Can to we do this, this later today? Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. I think what you'll see a character's boinking. <laughs> yeah, We're, we'll do it for research and we'll report back next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love our job. John, you've been warned. If you look at my history... It Just was incognito Sab baby. It was, it was for science. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next story. Britt, you want to read this one? Yeah, I
2: forgot to get the... Okay, this comes from Game Informer. It's called Google Stadia launches November 19th. I read that from the URL. Go me. So Google announced Euro.
0: today that is
2: that its bold entry into console-less gaming will arrive on November 19th. With servers launching at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, fans will either have to pre-order the Founders Edition or subscribe to the Stadia Pro plan. At $9.99 a month, the Pro subscription gives players access to 4K resolution, better sound, and access to a growing library of free titles, starting with Destiny 2 The Collection. The Founders Edition of Stadia comes with three-month subscription of the Pro plan, a Chromecast Ultra, an exclusive controller, a buddy pass to share with a friend, and a first crack at a unique username for the service for $129. Fans wanting to test out the service without paying for the Founders Edition or a Pro subscription will have to wait a bit longer, though. Google has stated that the Stadia's base plan won't be available until next year and won't have access to perks such as 4K gaming or the free games the company will provide with the service. In the last paragraph, I can just skip so this is coming, ladies and gentlemen. It sure s- is. That's, you know, a month from now. Yeah, a month-ish. So did we ever talk about when we played Stadia at what convention was that? PAX. We did.
0: We, oh, did, we did talk about it. Okay. I couldn't remember. Um, we basically were like, oh, it looks good, but it's you like... You couldn't see any of the UI. You don't really know how right. it works. It's still like in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. So there was another story, excuse me, that I found. She found... Let me pull it up really another quick. Another story... Um, well, we knew it was coming in November, but now we have the exact date. Yes. So this comes from Tom's Hardware. What? Um, yeah. Goog- Google's yeah, wireless it. Stadia controller has a wired caveat. You wow. might need a wire. Google delivered some sneaky news to Stadia Founders Edition pre-order customers on Tuesday. The company published a new video meant to explain the appeal of Stadia gaming streaming platform, but in the fine print, it revealed that at launch, the Stadia controller would only support wireless play when paired with the Chromecast Ultra. Using the c- controller with any other device requires a USB-C cable. Uh-huh. Even that isn't guaranteed, a Google community manager said on Reddit that when plugged in in via USB cable, the Stadia controller acts as a standard USB HID controller, which may work on other platforms depending on the game and setup. Anyone looking to use the Stadia controller with multiple devices now has to carry around a USB-C cable and hope the game they want to play supports USB HID controllers. Now, you wouldn't know that the Stadia controller was limited in such a way by looking at its product page on the Google Store website. The product copy says, with the Stadia controller, switch between TVs, laptops, desktops, a Pixel 3, a 3A, with cross-screen early access starting from day one, which is a lie. A footnote makes it clear that playing on TV requires a Chromecast Ultra, but it doesn't mention wireless support. Google had plenty of time to make this clear to potential Stadia controller buyers ahead of the device's launch. The controller's design was leaked back in March and was officially revealed in June when it also became available for pre-order. Yet the only disclosure of its limited wireless capabilities arrived in fine print on a YouTube video published just a few weeks before the debut on November 19th. Oh, whoops. <laughs> ha! But, one more thing. Mm. The good news is that Google told The Verge that Stadia's controller's limited wireless capabilities are supposed to be temporary. Once it can get wireless support working on devices other than Chromecast Ultra and make switching between them as seamless as possible, it will expand it, but there's no telling how long that will take. Stadia controller owners could be stuck with their USB-C cables for a while. This is Unbelievable. When I read this, I was like, why is nobody else talking about this? That is huge that it's not a truly wireless controller, except for with the Google device. Yeah. That is bonkers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a great look. It's- <laughs> Especially yeah, when they're like, well, we'll fix it later. And I'm like, but
0: oh, but what does that mean,
1: I mean? Also, like my jaw is open. Like, oh, huh? man, what?" yeah. It's yeah <laughs> a, bit of a, a bit of a head scratcher um i mean obviously i understand why they're trying to continue pushing that it's that it's wireless but also do you think no one's going to figure it out when they get it to their house i, feel I mean i mean for this one it comes with the chromecast ultra so they'll the, they'll, founder's, they'll, edition does, the yes. founders edition they'll get right. away with but if anybody doesn't and tries to do it on their own they're going to be in for a, a rude awakening.
0: I just think it's such a ridiculous thing to not openly address and just keep it to the fine print. And maybe it's because they know people are going to be upset. Now I think it's important <laughs> to also remember that Stadia is allegedly <laughs> uh, supposed to work with any USB or Bluetooth device.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so if you have a DualShock shock four, or you have an Xbox one controller, Hypothetically, it should work. They have said as much. They have said they will work. But I think the idea of Stadia... Well, least, they also
1: called this a wireless controller, so who fucking knows? It's <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, it better, it better it's work just, with those. It's, if this thing is coming out November 19th, I mean, that's, like Steimer said, a month from now. I feel like we still haven't seen any definitive proof that this thing works amazing, as they're saying it does. And now, like, the fact that this little controller thing kind of snuck in there. Someone... Says something on Twitter that I was like, that's about right. It's like when someone hands you a box and it's really cool, but the bottom of the box is like saggy or soggy, saggy. I don't know what the analysis was, but it's like, here's this really cool thing. And then the bottom just falls. It was all like gross and nasty on the inside. It's kind of how I feel about this. It's like a rotted pumpkin.
0: Yeah. It just also feels like they're launching it in early access, which is so weird for a piece of hardware um, that Mm -hmm. is coming you know, to market the way that stadia is, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, you know, completely off the wall because we have seen, you know, hardware, you know, early access hardware sort of, but they're marketing this. Like it's a, like it's a founder launch, you know, like I think about like Xbox day one edition or like the original PlayStation four when they launched, like sure. Did it have a couple of issues that they iterated on? And even like the Nintendo switch, like now there's a better version of Nintendo switch that's available but I'm still m- mad at myself for not switching it. Fuck! Hi, hi, hi. I see what you did Screwed that. that up. But not having a core feature set that you've promoted available at launch, and not having a definitive date when it's going to be available, when one of the reasons to justify that price tag for the founders edition is the proprietary controller. Yeah, I'm kind of like ah well i am a founder's ah. edition purchaser
2: because curiosity killed the brit and so i'm gonna i i did have to pre-order it because you know me oh no we, ha- we have one coming too yeah for sure so it's just gonna be interesting i'm excited i, and- I don't but uh, yeah. <laughs> that is also very unsurprising no yeah. no yeah i know i'll just buy everything uh yeah it's it's gonna be a thing i think we've seen enough in this industry where kind of like the red flags are kind of starting to like peek out a little bit you know and it's like okay i think we know what we're gonna get from this we're gonna get something that doesn't work quite like they said it would there's gonna Mm -hmm. be be issues eventually it'll be fine but it's just too bad that it's kind of the thing now where people just release their shit early yeah it's like don't do that someone's (sighs) got to make their what is this q3 q4 yeah (laughs) goals do you ladies remember in 2017 this is kind of this remind me of it remember that atari console that they oh. crowdfunded mm-hmm, and uh-huh. we were gonna or was that 2017 or 2018 one yeah. of the one or the other and starting to make the news again because of course it's like not out yet remember so i put it in my calendar did the atari come out because oh, i gave this a you year did. i did and that time has come and gone but now and i forgot about it and i missed the calendar Wait. reminder oh the calendar reminder was in there it was in my uh, gmail um, calendar but because it's starting to make the news again because people are leaving one of the um, main designers cited like six months of no pay so now he's gone six mo- how do you live six months without getting paid it's just a thing or unpaid invoices for six months anywho yeah so it's still not out yet and now they're saying 2020 and it's kind of like not
0: as bad. oh yeah here's here. the story the com reports atari disputes reports Atari Disputes reports that its retro-inspired console is doomed. Yeah. The project's architect has quit and claimed he hasn't been paid in months. Uh, apparently, they put out a lengthy development update earlier this week. What, what is this from? This is from October 10th, so last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one source of knowledge of the project reportedly described it as, quote, shit show <laughs> <laughs> my favorite term and the console is reportedly shaping up to be more of a Linux pc than a dedicated games console surprise surprise yeah um, this is crazy yeah i
1: never uh, when this story came out i was like whatever this is not this happening is not, yeah yeah and though it's it makes me sad whenever projects go this awry because i
2: think they crowdfunded so
1: mismanaged three, three million, million. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's But it's like fool's gold, right? Like everyone's running for the hills, looking for something to make money with, and yeah, yeah, not
0: gonna happen. Nope. Well, just well. Rip, rip,
2: (laughs) rip, Rip. indeed. Oh, we get to have the best story now. We have Pokemon stuff. I added in here. All right, have at it, ladies. You want to read it, Stammer? I yeah. Yeah, I
0: do. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Okay, can you can you see it? I can see it from here. The, Matt, this computer is oh sometimes... I it... scroll up? Yeah, okay, there you go. go. He did the thing.
1: Okay, everybody, are you ready? Hold on to your butts. Ooh. Thick Pikachu and long cat Meowth coming to Pokemon Sword and Shield. The Pokemon Company revealed new Gigantamax forms of Pokemon like Eevee, Charizard, and Butterfree coming to Pokemon Sword and Shield. And the most important thing you need to know is that Pikachu is extremely fat again in its its Gigantamax form. Also, Gigantamax is a mouthful. Meowth is excessively long, but in a good way. That's what she said, pillows, right here. (laughs) I I can't grab it. I winked. The story did not wink. Uh, Also, this is from Polygon. Sorry. (laughs) A new trailer for Pokemon Sword and Shield shows off Gigantamax, Pikachu, and others revealing all new, seemingly very meme giant-sized Pokemon. They come with exclusive new moves, like Pikachu's... Get the pillow ready. Uh, G Max Volt Crash! Yeah, G Max! <laughs> yes. Which damages and paralyzes its opponent. Oh, girl, I'm gonna G Max Volt you. Oh, shit. Uh, well, that'll be an adventure, won't it? Uh, but be warned, Gigantamax Pikachu appears to be available to players only if they have, quote, play records from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu on their Nintendo Switch. So get playing that if you haven't already. It's the same deal for Gigantamax Eevee. The giant fluffy form in its G-Max cuddle move, oh, it's a cuddle, it's so nice, uh, will require uh, play records from Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Similarly, Gigantamax Meowth is listed as an exclusive uh, an early purchase bonus for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Players need to select the get via internet option in mystery gift between Friday November 15th to Wednesday January 15th 2020 if they want this long long cat with a big big coin the, the Gigantamax Meowth looks like one of those inflatable things at a car the, the, like lot. wacky inflatable yes yeah I'm trying he, to get it. he picture. looks like one there of those wavy tube man right. right yeah. a wavy tube man that's exactly what Meowth looks like oh this is the
2: last time I let my husband choose which Pokemon Let's Go game we play I wanted to play Pikachu he wanted Eevee so we played Eevee now I don't get thick Pikachu I'm quite upset about it. You should divorce your husband. I know we have this plan. Remember, can't you still do it? Okay, I could fire it up. I haven't. You have to buy the other game. I haven't. You have I had both. it. I got oh. I got Pikachu, well, he fine. got Evie. You
1: only need a little bit of safe,
2: all right? As long as you need to beat the game. Okay. Well, yeah. Just hop on and like catch a Pokemon and leave. So the reason thick Pikachu is very exciting is because Pikachu originally looked like this back in the day. Yeah, right? he was always he he was was originally he little, thick. A little the thick boy, OG thick boy. Super sweet <laughs> thick boy. Uh and now, you know, he's back in Gigantamax. Now this he's been, on, he's <laughs> been <laughs> on keto for a while. He's been on keto for a while. He's thinned out. But now he's, you know, he's eating the carb life again. Back on that donut train. So yeah, cute. back on that sweet, sweet carb life. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's Dynamax. And then this is the Gigantamax. Don't forget. There's two forms. of Yes, around there's here. so many forms, so many things. Um, and then I just added a few other pieces of Pokemon news because a few outlets that I'm extremely jealous of. I've got to play the first, I think, hour and a half of Pokemon Sword and Shield And one of the main draws of these games that I'm very excited about are the wild regions. And this is a little clip from Game Informer that I pulled that talks about it. I think it was Brian that played it. The wild areas... Feel large from the very beginning in this part of Galar, the camera swings behind my character and I can rotate at 360 degrees as I run through the area. Different biomes present themselves with unique Pokemon running and flying around. I don't have time to venture into the tall grass to see which Pokemon are hidden there, but I notice the weather changes between the different parts of the wild area dictating to an extent which Pokemon appear so like this isn't necessarily anything new but this is like the exciting part about these games is this is you know we don't have our Breath of the Wild style Pokemon just yet and who knows if we'll ever ever even get those but it's cool to hear that on Game Informer's coverage and then other coverage as well people seemed really excited about it um, you can run into super like tall bad boy Pokemon that are kick your ass you kind of have to like run bad away. boy Pokemon now
1: I want like some like tatted up
2: in. like pierced gothy mm-hmm. Pokemon yeah like a coughing yeah, but, like, not a bong version. <laughs> Wait, no, was that coughing? Uh, yeah, no, no, that's um, Alolan wheezing, wheezing. Oh, so. not Alolan. Gal- Galar and Galar and... Re- I don't know what you And then another little piece of random tidbit news that's really not that important, but I threw it in here, is that the game will be 10.3 gigs, and for reference, the, uh, Breath of the Wild was 13, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu EV was 4, Mario Kart Ooh. 8 is 8, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is 16, and Splatoon 2 was 7. So, so it's it's meaty. It's so. a... It's also a little thick. Oh. Like our new Pikachu friend. Mm hmm. Yeah, Pokemon, it's coming up soon, very soon. That's what she said. She said it's a little thick. It's a little thick. Is. That is a very, it that's is. what she
0: said moment. All right. Now I can uh, wake up for my nap that I took while you guys were talking about Pokemon. It's not my problem. You don't like thick mice. I, listen. Whoa, I help. told you after watching Detective Pikachu, I'm more invested in Pokemon than I ever have been before. And then Ponyta came out last week. Yes. The Ponyta is very much our jam. And yeah. I am all about the cotton candy unicorn that Ponyta is. And I'm down.
2: Are you going to have just all food Pokemon? Yes. All right. Cotton candy, ponytail, the ice cream, Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, you're making
0: me hungry. Let's get (laughs) snacks after this. Let's take a break, shall we? Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging in with a very long news section this week. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we have been playing. And it includes my special preview of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Good, everybody, and welcome back to the What's Good Games podcast. This is segment two where we talk about what we've been playing, and this week. It's brought to you by patreon.com slash What's Good Games. If you guys missed our Patreon exclusive streams that happened this week, be sure to check out the archives by signing up for a membership today. You can start for as low as $2 a month. That helps us keep the lights on, quite literally, here at What's Good Games. And we appreciate all of the support from all of our fantastic members. And uh, we've got lots of cool vlogs and... Photos and polls and voting and all kinds
2: of stuff. There's all sorts of stuff Speaking of voting and whatnot, that's what our third segment's about this week. We're not there yet, but when we
0: get there, it's going to be a topic that our patrons chose. Ooh, I'm excited for yeah. this one. And it's spooky themed. It's going to be great. Mm. But now we're talking about video games. Oh. And this week, I got to play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So Electronic Arts and Disney invited a bunch of media down to Anaheim to get hands-on with the game. They gave us about three hours mm. of hands-on time and then invited us to Disneyland, which was convenient for me because I love Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's laughs> Disneyland. And we got to see Galaxy's Edge and try Smuggler's Run and go to the cantina and try a f- bunch of fun Star Wars drinks. And it was all in all a very rousing good time. I'm very happy that I was in the morning session of hands-on, which is why they gave us Disneyland passes, because they had to cycle media through the, the gameplay stations that they had. And so they're like, well, if you're just going to be hanging out and you've got free time, I might as well go to Disneyland. It's right there. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, um, that's great. And I was like, well, if you insist, <laughs> I guess I'll go. So it was a, a really fun day, and I got to see a bunch of cool people, but more importantly... I got to play the game. So I unfortunately missed the EA play version of the game. Obviously, I, I was out. I had that emergency surgery, so I didn't get a chance to play hands-on. We talked about it on the show because you guys got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to and, see it. We didn't get to play it. Right, because it was, I think, a very small group of people that got hands-on yeah. with the game we and EA Play. We not that part. No. Those people. <laughs> um, But I'm actually really glad that I didn't get to play and I got to go in fresh to what we played this time because I think I went in without expectations and I walked away very, very excited for this game. How long did they let you have? um just about three hours oh okay good ah. nice yeah little, nice little chunk yeah so we had a nice big chunk of the game um i was talking with uh vincent Pella afterwards and i was like you know it's kind of a double-edged sword because obviously i want to play i want to see the game learn about it but also now i know i have to go play all of this over again yeah, yeah that's always my big
1: sticking point with any preview that i kind of don't want to go because i just know that i'm gonna to have to play it again if it's for a game i really want to play mm-hmm. yeah then you're just like man i'm gonna do this all over again yeah mm-hmm.
0: But I'm kind of glad in the sense that they made us do a puzzle section. So now I know how to solve that puzzle Ah, next time. And you Um, had to help. You had your built-in cheat sheet just in case. Exactly. (laughs) So... Let me set up a little bit about what we played. So the demo had access to a couple of different planets. The main planet that we played on was called Zepho. Uh, the second planet that I went to at the very end of my demo was called Kashyyyk, which is what you guys saw in the E3 demo. And then they had a couple of other things that we could have looked at too, but one of them was like very um, further down the like line level-wise. And they oh. were like... If you want to go check it out just to check it out, you can, but you're going to get your ass kicked. You're you going to die. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to bother with that. I'm just going to stick with the part of the demo that I'm comfortable with, um because at the very beginning, um they showed us a super cool fight with a character who I don't think I'm allowed to say probably Let's just on the Bob. side of safety and yeah. do that. Yeah. Let's just not. Yeah. Um but it was a it was a clearly like a like a boss fight. much further in the game, and they showed it to us to kind of demo the combat, and I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that they did because the combat absolutely feels very soulsy in the sense that you have to... (laughs) You're losing me here. Bring it back. Bring it back. Wait, I'm going to bring it back. Um, I say that because um, there's a lot of um, kind of anticipating how the enemy is going to move. There's a lot of parry and block and dodging that you need to do to be successful, but once you get the hang of the combat, it feels really good and it does not feel as punishing as the Souls games do. Thank God. Like I was never one that really gravitated towards the Souls games because I just didn't have the patience to learn. But I really appreciate what they what they do with the combat Given, in those games. Given
1: uh, Brittany's shirt, would you say it's witchery? Because I feel like the combat in Witcher, you still needed to pair, you still needed to have timing, but it what, didn't feel like... Punishing,
0: yeah, yes. Good. Witchery is a good is a good example. Okay, um, a lot of people that I've read We're previews back. of this week have been um making uh, making comparisons to God of War's combat mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Those um, damn wolves <laughs> have been oh, making yeah. comparisons to Tomb Raider's combat, um, and so I think what's interesting is that they do strike this unique balance because it's all based around the lightsaber and being able to upgrade your abilities. So playing as Cal, um, we got to see the ship. Uh, the mantis is the name of the ship that you're going to be traveling on. And they've got like this little, uh, they, there was a lot of kind of, um, it kind of gave me like mass effect vibes, like standing around the, 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 like the, the central hub kind of yeah, and yeah, yeah you could like pull up the planets and and kind of jump between them which was cool The bridge is that what it's called uh yes the bridge wow. there you go oh. um and you get to meet your crewmates um seer and Grease, and the actors that play these two characters are just phenomenal Grease is i already know it's going to be one of my favorites I already see he's gonna make it as a contender, if not the winner of our NPC of the year ah, in the Wesleyan ah, Game Awards. going be a contender, baby. Um, he's super funny. The, the like a meter timing. Um, Garris no
2: funny I think Garrus is hilarious. Garrus
0: has some one-liners. Grease is like this, like I-, I was gonna ask what his breed is for all the Star Wars um <laughs> species? Race species, yeah. 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 Um, th- th- like his breed? He's not a dog. so no, else no, is probably it just the right word. weird. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um because he's not human. He's <laughs> yeah. an alien. He's and so I don't know what kind a of alien race he is, or though. a or Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you guys have um I don't know if they've showed him at all yet but he's super funny and he's really got he's got this great banter with Seer um, who is the woman who plays Grace in Wolfenstein oh, okay. um, I don't remember her name off the top of my head but I recognized her face instantly mm-hmm. and I think that they make this really fun pair and they have a lot of banter um, and so I was playing on Jedi Knight difficulty I dug into the menus a little bit and saw that they have four difficulty settings so they have story mode Jedi Knight which Jedi- is normal which feels normal okay. yeah then Jedi Master and then Jedi Grandmaster. Mm. and I was talking to Vince about the difficulty levels because what I really liked about what they did there is that they showed the different sliders and how the difficulty levels change so they have sliders for parry timing incoming damage and enemy aggression oh cool um, and so obviously, like, the sliders change depending on which difficulty you pick. But what I mm-hmm. like is that they show you how they change difficulty setting to the next. Whereas a lot of games hide all of that data mm-hmm. and, like, don't really tell you yeah, what's just like, Well, I
1: assume, I know it's harder. I don't know if that just How's means order. that enemies are,
0: like, yeah. spongier or what. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was talking to Vince about, about the difficulty settings, and he was emphatic that Grandmaster is really difficult. So is that like uh, that's like your Dark Souls level yeah. shit? Yeah. It's like if you consider yourselves savvy at the Souls games then maybe that's something you want to explore. But for me, I'm really interested in seeing kind of have a good more time. of the story and mm-hmm. feel more of the action adventure aspect of this than to get really fucked up intense into combat. Yeah. Um but what's cool is they gave us a little tutorial where we got to use some of our force powers. And so there's three skill trees that Cal has. This Skill trees are uh, lightsaber, survival, and force. So obviously, you can level up your combat, your basic survival abilities, and then your force abilities. And so you can combo your yes, lightsaber magic. and your force abilities together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty neat and it's super satisfying. Like mm. there's a a combo that I unlocked right away that allows me to do like a dodge, and then you like roll over the enemy, and you like slice them with your lightsaber. Mm. And the lightsaber combat feels weighty. It feels good. Um, The blocking feels great. I was having a ton of fun with the combat in this Mm -hmm. game. And they also gave us a section where we got to do a really nice traversal with a puzzle element where BD1 really shined. So BD1... OMG. All of the droids so in Star cute. Wars <laughs>
1: are my favorite. I love them all so much.
0: Yeah, and like, BD-1 is just with you the entire time. He like hangs on your shoulder. Oh. And what's neat is when you're walking out around in the world, BD-1 will jump off your shoulder and run away if he's found a bit of lore. And so you can either choose to ignore him and keep walking, and then Cal will call for him and be like, let's go, BD-1, and then he'll run back. Or you can follow him, and he'll scan something in the world and give you this like really nice tidbit of like Star Wars lore, Aww. which is cool. What a good boy. Yes, That's he's a, good a very boy. good boy. Because of the, is it lore
2: regarding the universe in general? Because someone like me, I don't know much shit about Star Wars. Both. So
0: okay. what was really interesting is we talked a lot, um, when I say we, I mean, I talked with other journalists at the event, other reporters, about where this fits in with the canon of Star Wars because mm-hmm. not all of the Star Wars games have been canonical. Right. Um, So this game is canon. It's going to be part of Star Wars canon from now until the end of time, which I think is really exciting yeah. both for Respawn as a studio but also for Star Wars fans who who are you know itching for more lore and new characters and Cal. At first, when I first saw him revealed as a character, I was not excited. Mm-hmm. I was not interested. I was like... He's a basic Betty. Yeah. I was like, no thanks. But now, after having spent time with him and seeing the way that he interacts, and I'm not going to give anything away about what we saw story-wise, um, but I'm way more invested now than I was before. And I'm really excited to see how he develops as a character and where he goes. And... That also feeds into his relationship with BD One. Uh-huh. So BD One, in addition to finding bits of lore, will also you'll find chests in the world that he can open, and different kinds of chests require different BD One abilities. Um, but the first ones are all cosmetic. So like he'll find chests you can get skins for BD One, you can get different Jedi robes for yeah. Cal to wear, you can get customizable lightsaber parts. That was a really nice tidbit that makes the game feel personalized to you and so I picked up about five or six different lightsaber parts during my playthrough and I Mm. went to there's a customizing uh, like workbench in the ship in the Mantis where you can change your lightsaber out um, and so it's really neat to see that, especially after having watched uh, Greg and Tim from Kind of Funny do the lightsaber workshop at Galaxy's Edge inside Disneyland mm-hmm. Park, which was a really neat experience. I didn't pay for it because I was like, that's really expensive, but I'll come in and watch. There you go. Um, so like, what could you do to your lightsaber? Um, so the, it's all cosmetic. Right. So you can change like uh, little elements on the grip. Okay. Um, I think I wrote down what some of the. Yeah, I think I wrote down what the pieces are. Yeah, okay, so the customize the so you can change the color, the emitter, the switch, the sleeve, and the material. So five different customizable parts with the lightsaber. Um, And so you pick those up just in the world. And as mentioned many times on social media, I'm going to reiterate here, Respawn and EA have both said emphatically there are no microtransactions in this game. There are no loot boxes. There is nothing to buy. Everything that you can find customized-wise is available to pick up in the world and find.
2: Cool. So the only way to upgrade the lightsabers through the skill tree that you talked about earlier...
0: Right. power wise yeah so okay. the customizations for the lightsaber are cosmetic only if you want to upgrade your lightsaber abilities that is done through skill points Got it. in the skill tree cool so that way you can customize if you want to do more force abilities or if you want to focus more on lightsaber gameplay force 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 yeah, yeah. The, the, force, space magic. the force feels good the for the first force power that I was able to unlock was the push ability so I really wish I had that in real life oh, I know, I know oh, that'd be right? so good just push rock walls just, over all the time oh, I was ours, gonna say people, people. (laughs) Brittany and I are on the same
1: thing we're both like I just want to push people out of my way that's what I want to do split the sea
0: yeah no I'm with you especially like if you're like at a mall or Black Friday or
1: whatever you know yeah I've always thought it's a really good thing that I don't have superpowers (laughs) because I would just be is it the movie Chronicle yes I would Mm -hmm. be the murderous one that everyone tries to kill at the end that would be me I would just be like
0: you're dead you're dead get out of here you're dead. I tried to save you. I tried to turn you into the to the to the Or light and then side. I would
1: I would just go up to the mountains and be like, Goodbye.
2: I <laughs> yeah. live here now.
0: I live here now. <laughs> live by myself on a mountain. Um so I thought that that was really neat. I like mm-hmm. B- to be able to customize. So the lightsaber is the only customization you can't do on the fly. The cosmetic skins for BD1 and for Cal you can instantly equip, which I think is a nice touch, mm-hmm. to be able to like see those changes in world uh, right away. But you have to do the lightsaber customization, I believe, on the Mantis. And... Um, one of the other things that I thought was really neat is that they have a uh, some side quests so when you're on the mantis you can walk around and talk to your companions and then they have like little um, side quests for you like Grease has this terrarium on the mantis and one of the little side things you can do for him is to find seeds for him on um, the different locations that you go to that to then plant something in the terrarium and so hypothetically like by the end of the game you have this like array of plants from different planets um, I hope he's a better uh,
1: greenhouse keeper than I am no green thumb for you all of my succulents are dead
0: oh no No, they're not all dead yeah the really hard plants to kill those are the ones i kill well the thing about succulents is they really only thrive outside and people really want to keep them inside and like you really just don't water them at all like they like moist soil but you like shouldn't water them but like they really just need outdoor sunlight like lots of Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of light in my apartment, so yeah, get I'm big, so get sorry big succulents. Plants. I
1: might need to bring them
0: up here so that they can get some light. Yeah, bring them up. Plant them. It's like <laughs> child splitting.
2: Yeah.
0: Um so let me talk a little bit about the gameplay. So we are going to this planet and we're going into this tomb and I'm going to leave the story details light, but essentially we're going into this complex cave system and it's Super cool. Like I really loved the level design. It's very clearly um, taking influence from other genres of games. Like it has a has a little bit of a Tomb Raider feel. Oh. Has a little bit of an Uncharted feel. There's a lot of like wall climbing, jumping. Um, there's uh, the puzzle element. This really massive puzzle that we had to solve felt a lot like solving some of the ch- challenge tombs in Tomb Raider to me. Um, and so I really loved that aspect of it. Mm-hmm and it just felt really good. The people had asked me a bunch of questions and I'll get to the the Twitter questions in just a second, but I think you're going to feel right at home with the wall run from Titanfall. Is there there's these like ice luge moments where you're like sliding down and you have to dodge oh God I hate those. Um, <laughs> there's um there's jumping. I do want a double jump. I'm hoping there's like a forced double jump that unlocks at some point. I hope so. It um, seems like it would make sense. Yeah. Um, and so it, it feels really good. The camera control, not always intuitive. I, I want a bit, an ability to like either zoom in or zoom like out reset from the camera. Or something? Okay, yeah, just mm. to like, um, particularly in certain combat instances, it felt like the camera wasn't swinging around. But there are auto lock options mm. within the settings oh. that you can adjust, and maybe that was something that I was running into. But overall, the game looks beautiful. The cutscenes look phenomenal. <laughs> Um, Combat feels great. I definitely get why people are saying it feels Metroidvania-like because when you open up your map, you can see areas on the map that are blocked. So there'll be like something highlighted in red that you need a special force ability to unlock that you haven't Mm. achieved yet. So you're like, well, I guess I got to come back here if I want to like 100% this world. Um, And so it'll show you like where the health points are too. So that's another... But is it like... So in Tomb
1: Raider, there was a little bit of that... But a lot of it was like super optional, like it wasn't really like tied to the main stuff. Correct. Yeah. So, what did it feel like, or could could you tell in the three hours whether or not it's like that's a focus of the game is like going back to places you've been, or if it's kind of like, well, you could come back, or you could just leave it.
0: Well, in the one level that I played you did have to come back to finish the puzzle. And so I unlocked an ability like midway through. So I ran into two different kinds of blocks. Like one was blue and like one was red Mm. and the red one, they were like, Oh, it's, it's locked. You can't get that way yet. Um, but the blue one halfway through the level, I unlocked the ability to, um, to use the force push to, to knock those walls down. Mm. And so then when I would go back through the level, I could, open those areas to get to other places where I hadn't been yet. And they they really do encourage exploration because I went into this side cave and it was completely pitch black and I walked around in the black for like a couple of minutes being like do I need to adjust the brightness settings like (laughs) what's happening here and then finally one of the techs who was you know watching because I have so much staff at these preview events Uh uh, to make sure nothing breaks and like it didn't which never happens at press events always something breaks in the build because these are pre-launch and nothing broke Um, and so I was very impressed with that but he's like hey um, you know if you hold LB it'll hold your lightsaber up as a flashlight Uh and I was like "Uh What's the point of exploring? So in this cave that I went mm-hmm. into, which clearly was off the beaten path, was there was nothing that was telling me to go over there. I just was like, hey, there's a cave over there. I walked in when I got to the end of the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened up a chest and I got a, an upgrade. Not a, not a full upgrade point, but there's this, these other force upgrades that you collect. Oh, and so like okay. every three you collect, it gives you an upgradable thing yeah, with the yeah. force. And so essentially like I could keep doing the game without ever having collect, collected that one piece. Mm-hmm. But you know, my reward for going down this dark cave was that I got something at the, at the end of it, oh, whether it be cool. a customizable thing for my lightsaber, mm-hmm. a skin for BD one, because you can get skins for the mantis as well. Um, or, you know, like an upgrade thing. So I think that is why people are comparing it a little bit to Metroidvania. Um, and I would absolutely agree that it feels that way. So it's this really interesting mashup of elements of Uncharted and Tomb Raider, elements of Metroidvania gameplay, and then elements of Souls games because not only is the combat feel you know Soulsy in some instances, but they also have these uh, restore points, these meditation points that kind of feel like the flames of the fires or whatever in, in the Souls games. Um, and at these save points, you can save, rest, and restore. So resting. Restores the life and the force, but will respawn enemies. So you have a force meter, uh, hell no, and you have a life meter. Yeah, and so you can get these stim packs that you can carry. Oh, that was it. That was the upgrade I got. Is that I got uh, the ability to carry an extra stim pack. Um, and oh. so what you do is you would hit up on the D pad and, and BD like, um, BD one mm-hmm. s- throws you a little stim pack, and then you like inject yourself with like the health, uh. stab yourself real quick. <laughs> yeah, and so when you restore. You fill your stim pack reserves. You get full health, full force. But then all of the enemies that you've killed are now have respawned in their zones. Or you can continue on and just you know hope that you don't die. But if you die, you lose all of the XP since your last skill points. Oh, that sounds horrible. But if you find the enemy that killed you. It will restore the XP you lost and put your life and your force meters back to maximum. Oh, Okay, yeah, that's not like so a that is very things. soulsy. Yeah. yeah.
2: So if you rest, you get your stem packs filled up. Can you go essentially grind enemies? To get, is that how you gain skill points? Is it by experience or,
0: you know, that's a very good question. I honestly don't know. It would be worth asking somebody on their combat team if that's something that you could do. I have to imagine. That they've balanced that somehow, yeah. Like with enemies you would that have cap respawned. out at some
1: point, and you wouldn't get very much XP for them anymore. But. Yeah. yeah,
0: or if you've already killed them once, you might have to kill them again, but not get XP for those mm. specific enemies. Oh, I hate that. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, how do you max out your skill tree if
2: it has a skill tree? I goes, like, do you? Get the skill points from killing the dudes, like most games. Yeah, and no, then so you get yeah. XP
0: for opening chests. You get XP for killing enemies. You get oh, okay. XP for solving puzzles. Oh, okay, um, so, so you, killing
1: enemies is, is, with the exception of probably bigger enemies, is probably pretty small, right? See, if, if you're you getting
0: get, XP for a lot, yeah, other things. unless it's like a boss. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so I walked away from this demo incredibly excited for this game, and I was. You know, always, like, interested in this game, but I think I have never really gravitated towards any of the multiplayer Star Wars titles, and it feels like that's really all we've gotten recently. Mm -hmm. And this feels like a bona fide, narrative-focused, single-player Star Wars game that's going to deliver on a really fantastic story. The gameplay feels rewarding, and the kind of overall atmosphere of the game just feels it's got that Star Wars magic and I'm not super deep into Star Wars lore. I've always been a fan of the films and I really appreciate people who can help educate me about things that happen like in the books and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel lost in this story as somebody who is just a fan of the of, of the feature films. And so I would say to people if you are interested in Star Wars at all and you love a good single player game, like this is absolutely worth checking out. Of course, you know, if you want to wait until after it launches to see how it does, you know, you know whatever your prerogative is but i am super excited that this is going to be a day one game for me and i absolutely think if they can pull off what i saw in the 3 hours that, was that i played be my next question. that this is absolutely game of the year material okay
2: interesting because i know when Steiner and i first saw it i think neither one of us were exactly turned on by it no i liked it no, i mean the first oh the very oh, first the very first yeah oh, yeah, yeah and then it wasn't until we saw it behind uh behind our, yeah that theater presentation that we're like oh, okay yeah and i was like yeah. oh yes actually i do really want yeah, to play this yeah yeah okay cool because it, it from what we saw the first time it looked very kind of linearish uncharted like ish in that sense and then we saw the stuff behind closed doors but it sounds like you didn't get that sensation at all
0: no definitely not um obviously this is not an open world game right. there it's very instanced. i don't need it to be an no, open world. And, game. Uh, frankly, no and quite frankly i don't want it to be either yeah I've i wh- like we have enough Like it it feels like it's telling a path and it wants you to go on this path, but it doesn't force you down it. There's just so many little touches that I thought were so well done. Like, for example, when you're traveling between planets, they have this cool moment where your teammates, your companions call you up to the cockpit and the loading between the planets, you actually like jump to hyperspace and you can mm-hmm. see out through the windows of the spaceship of the Mantis and it's like moving and then like Sear and Grease are like having a conversation about something oh, and cool. you can walk around the ship while you're traveling Um, which is clearly like hiding a loading screen right Mm -hmm. and then when you're ready to land Grease will be like "All right, get in your chair and you you walk up and you sit down in the chair and then like it loads you into the next world and it's just like so like such a nice touch Mm -hmm. you know especially after another game I'm playing that has a lot of loading screens that I can't talk about yet Ah. but it's It's just, like, little things like that that make me really excited about it. I haven't walked away from a preview event like this feeling this excited about a game since God of War. Well, I didn't go to this preview event. But I'll say, similarly felt that way about Outer Worlds. When you walked away from that preview event. Yeah. 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 Um, We can confirm that we have the Outer Worlds. We can't talk about it yet. But um, I'm going to put a pin in this now because I've been talking about it. (laughs) Oh. we'll fix fix it it. yeah um um, but i liked it i liked it a lot i'm very excited about this when does this game come out again i forgot um november 15th i think let me double check star wars
2: yeah and all the preview that i've seen on twitter and everyone's loving it so yes november 15th cool Cool, cool, cool. So I don't want to see any of you bastards in the comments calling Andrea an EA shill because she's not the only one love in this game. If I see you in there, I'm kicking you.
0: I mean that's I mean, like I didn't work for EA this year, but like, you know, it's like here's the here's the thing, like that's it's one of those unfortunate things that people always associate EA play and and my work with them, like And that's fine. Like, I told you guys at the beginning, you know, that they invited me down and they took me to Disneyland and, you know, gave me drinks at the cantina. Um, If you think that that's colored my opinion of this game, you know, that's your prerogative. It hasn't. If the game wasn't good, I would tell you. But I had a kick ass time playing this game. And does it mean that it's going to come out the way that? I think it is not necessarily Mm. because I walked away from my Anthem preview event really excited about Anthem and everything that I saw and then they just didn't deliver you know and and we talked about what a disappointment that was but I'm hoping that this game is not going to be that way and I definitely think this one has a better shot oh yeah it is more linear it is
1: more like it's single player yeah yeah, you don't have to quite worry about things like Endgame
0: and like yeah. all of those systems that and are really the live hard to build. service aspect yeah. of it. And I think that Respawn as a studio has really shown that they put out successful products. Not that BioWare hasn't, cuz I love a lot of BioWare's games, but you know, they're just inherently a different studio. Now, so I don't want to make this a comparison at all. Um I just want to say that Sometimes games don't ever, you know, fully realize what we think that they're going to be from the small slice of the game that the development team shows us ahead of launch. Mm -hmm. So if you're still skeptical, I don't have. I mean, yeah, you you should be. Then just wait till the game comes out. Watch some Twitch streams. Watch some YouTube videos. And if you're like, yo, this seems cool. It seems like something I'm excited for. Then jump in post launch. But I am definitely going to play this right at launch because I'm very excited. It Sounds good. I'm not really even into
2: the Star Wars really not spaces have really never really been my thing unless it's mass effect yeah i'm excited for this one yeah yeah um what have you been playing Brittany? i can't talk about what i've been playing death stranding in the outer worlds
0: well, we can confirm that we have copies of both yeah but, well that's it Almost. i can't, can't talk about it um well we were playing it together which was i think a good thing yeah yeah I, we were passing cool. the controller in death stranding and that's all we can say that's all we can say <laughs> moving on yep uh-huh. Let's talk about Steimer's book before oh, I do goodness. my next preview. Yeah,
1: so I haven't really been playing much because uh, work and then uh, but what I have enjoyed is going back home and reading for a bit cuz it gets my eyes off of a screen. Mm-hmm. So, I read this book. I actually read it in like a week. It's a it's a nice fast read. I believe it's called Nevernight. Um and it's about a lady assassin, a badass lady Ooh. assassin. But it's it's like her kind of coming of age story cuz the fir- there's three books. Um, and I read obviously the first one I'm not crazy I don't read things out of order but uh <laughs> it starts with her coming of age story in that one so she is like uh in her teens and going to basically find this school for assassins to try and train and become an assassin because her family was killed when she was younger hmm. and like she has an avenged and a vengeance sort of story um, but the whole book is just really beautifully written and it's not Like, over, I think I was, you know, I was was telling the girls about it earlier. I was like, what I really like about it is that it's both simple and complex writing. Like, the writing is very well done, but it doesn't, like, get up its ass too much. And because sometimes friggin' narrators will just, like, drone on and on about. (laughs) this bush in the corner and what it looks like and Mm -hmm. blah 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 i'm like okay can we just (laughs) i don't care can we like focus? move along uh but the characters were really well developed um i love that like all of it was great it's a really nice fun read um so if you are looking for something in that vein Mm -hmm. give it a shot what's the name of the book never night never night so the whole thing is um part of the world is it's almost never dark there are three suns in this uh oh okay and so so, it's never and so the suns are they're constantly like rotating and there's only like once every several years does it ever become dark and that's called true night um so it's it's interesting i'm like oh god that sounds horrible
2: like never 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 i'd have so many blackout blinds yeah
1: (laughs) um so and she has special i've totally skipped this part too whoops but like her thing is she is becomes like a darken which means she can control the shadows and like she has like a shadow friend and like it's it's not Uh like it's like oh, i want to be that girl she sounds cool so uh it's a really really good book Highly recommend.
0: Good. Yeah, so I I just Googled it, and it's, uh, it's part of a, a a trilogy so far. Yes. The Nevernight Chronicles series by J. Kristoff. The kind of lead-off line um, is, In a land where three sons almost never set, a fledgling killer joins a school of assassins seeking vengeance against the powers who destroyed her family.
2: Yes. Ooh.
1: Yes. And, um, you know, fair warning, it's a little spicy, which is good. Oh, good. Wait, 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 wait. What does that mean? It means there's it's a little sexy.
0: Ooh, I um, like it.
1: There's a, it's not too much. So, like, if you're like, oh, my God, whatever. Is this, like, 50 Shades of Grey? No, it is not. <laughs> um, but there's there's a little bit of spice peppered through that makes sense and feels organic and is good. Now I want to read
0: this. Yeah. Um, I also finally finished Northern Lights, by no. the way. What's up with you and Nights? Um, I don't know, No, Northern well, the, Lights. Northern Lights, oh, but... Uh, technically, it's called technically, The Golden Compass here in yes, North America. In but we bought it when we were in London. Yes. Ah. Um, so that's the first book of the His Dark Materials series. And I wanted to get familiar with it because of the HBO series that's coming. Uh, so I was like, ooh, I've never read this. And it was really hard for me to get into in the beginning. I would only read a couple pages at a time and put it down. And then I was like, all right, I'm bringing this on an airplane. I'm going to force myself to read this. And then I got to the good part. And then I finished it quickly because I was like, okay, now I have to get to the end. So now I'm in and I'm excited. And I understand everything that's happening in that world. So thank you for the recommendation. Yes. Now I'm you excited need, to what, the settle the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the next one um, But I'm ready for books yeah. Book time Book, book time. time, it's so good for your brain So switching formats We had a traditional video game We've got a book and now VR Ooh. So Ooh. I had the Cool opportunity to Go to Disney's campus So Disney PR invited me To come by to play a new VR experience Coming to The Void VR Called Avengers Damage Control. So the Void VR is—I <laughs> like don't know s- why this name makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a standalone retail, well, not retail, but it's like a standalone, like physical space that you can go to mm-hmm. and have like a VR experience where you put on a VR like backpack and a headset and you. F- physically walk (gasps) through a space. I've always wanted to do one of these. In VR.
2: Oh my God.
0: Yeah, what's really neat about it is that they've got, um, I think, 40 locations around the world is what they said. Uh, They're currently in four countries, expanding to 11 soon. Uh, They've got three in Canada, one in Malaysia, and one in the United... Arab Emirates and then the rest of them are all here in the states mm. um, you can, guys can go to thevoid.com if you guys want to look up where their locations are um, but this new experience Avengers Damage Control is coming out on October 18th And when they were like, oh, it's this this cool Avengers VR experience, I was like, oh, I love Avengers. Let's go. So I went over there and they had everything set up as they would. So what's neat about the Void for people who have done maybe the Star Wars one or some of the other experiences is that if there's like a railing you see in the world, you can touch it in VR and feel it in the real world. Um, yeah. Which I think is a really yeah. neat thing, and so you can like walk down hallways, you can like feel the walk the length of the floor, and like you don't like, so the run whole into anything. Physical layout is mapped to the level, mapped to the VR level. That's cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So the technology behind it is really impressive, and it's created by um, a group of developers. Let me see if I've got my notes here. Um, so X Lab helped create the experience and updated the engine with the Void team, um, which which is ILM cross lab, or I think it's just ILM X lab. is how you say it actually. Um, so obviously Marvel worked on this. ILM artists worked on this. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a variety of teams all working on the tech to make this thing happen. And so I think it's a really interesting experience. So it was about 20-ish minutes long, which is a pretty good length for – if you think about like even like a Disneyland ride, like mm. most of those are just a couple of minutes max, like five minutes maybe. Um, if you're thinking about some of the longer ones like Pirates or, you know, um, mm-hmm. It's a Small World or whatever. Oh, Come God. <laughs> um, but this is a, was really cool. So the first thing you do when you walk into this experience – is you put on this giant backpack and this VR headset, and the total gear weighs about 20 pounds, they say, okay. So they're like, oh, you get a little bit of a workout. But for me, it was less about like how heavy it was and more about just getting the adjustment right. And so the, the VR headset felt pretty good. And I'm really particular because I have such a small face. I've talked about this on the show before, that some of the VR headsets, like the original... Uh, Rift and the vibe just don't feel good because I had mm-hmm. to strap them down so tightly to keep the uh, lenses in focus. But it felt great. Um, I had a lot of fun. I played with one other person. It can accommodate up to four people playing co-op together. Ooh. Um, and you play it kind of like as yourself. You're like recruited by Shuri from Wakanda. And she gives you this suit and the suit is a combination of Stark Technologies and Wakanda Tech. And so it's kind of like a mashup between the Black Panther suit and Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. So you get these, you have these blasters in your hands that you use to shoot enemies. Um, and you also have like an energy shield. So you absorb oh. incoming damage. So if you raise your hands up in front of your face, it pulls up your shield and you can absorb like bullets that are being fired at you. Oh, that's cool. And then if you push your hands out, it fires like a, like a mega blast out at enemies. And so the combat felt really good. What I thought was really great is that they brought so many of the actors from the MCU into this VR experience. Like, you know Benedict Cumberbatch is there as Doctor Strange and like he's in the world with you and he's talking to Man, you Man, how you know, expensive must that have been I, I can only imagine how expensive it is um, and it was just really neat and I don't want to give too much of, away of the what happens because there's some really cool moments that I want people to experience if you're planning on going to check this out for yourself if you're close to a a void location but I had never done something at the void before and so I was really impressed by all of the mapping and being able to touch things and have it be real like there's a point where there's like a ledge um, and I like put my elbow up to like rest while I was listening to this character give some dialogue and I was like this is neat that I can like I can like feel the thing that's in VR but it's there it's real (laughs) how big was the space? Um, I don't know because like you you are in this like staging room Mm -hmm. when they put the gear on you and then they like walk you to the entrance and then the entrance opens and then you step in and then you're just in and then you're inside that sounds so cool cool yeah Yeah. like it's one of those things
1: where i obviously don't really care about vr for a lot of the time
0: yeah but it's stuff like
1: that where i would be interested in it because it's more like a theme park kind of a weird ride experience Mm -hmm. sort of situation yeah Um, that and then when i got to play res with the full suit. Mm. Oh yeah. Like that was super cool as well. So like I think VR for me has to be really Honestly really kitschy and like really <laughs> Yeah <laughs> like
0: all the bells and whistles Yeah, it yeah. needs to needs to like take it up a notch in order for me to really be interested. Oh yeah, no the pack that you're wearing, like the vest thing, um, it like rumbles and vibrates when like you get hit by enemy fire and <sighs> um and there's all these effects. You can like feel heat, you can feel wind coming at you, they like will blow air if there's like Yeah, see that that I, I like and That I, is I, so it would be
1: fun to cool. like have a more vr things like that right or it's uh maybe like in an arcade sort of situation where like they're just different rooms and you can like do a western shootout or whatever like yeah but there is actually a room because i feel like i don't like it because i'm in i know i'm in a living room i know i'm in mm-hmm. a place i'm constantly worried about hitting something right um or yeah. like pull, you know just doing the something wrong and like it definitely it would pull you right out of it Yeah,
0: it was it was incredibly immersive because I was playing with another person who had been invited to come and cover the event. And so she and I would like we could like wave at each other. I could like put my shield up if I was close to her. And we were walking around in the space together. And in the beginning, I was like worried about running into her. But like they mapped it so accurately that, you know, we could stand side by side and, and you know, not hit each other. Oh, that's um, really cool. I think we need to all do this for science. I would
1: yeah.
2: just like to look at Pornhub. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Do, do they
0: have any other experiences? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You know? Porn and Avengers. <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> um, they do. Um, I think they only do one at a time. Uh, that makes though? sense. Yeah. Um, because it's also very specifically mapped to that VR experience. Mm-hmm. But um, what they have right now is the star Wars secrets of the empire is what they've been running. Uh, which people have told me is really cool too. Uh-huh. Um, and then they've done Ralph breaks. VR is another one. And I like the new escape room. Yeah. I'm not that's sure. If, it. I'm not that's sure if these vary by location. I'd have to check. Yeah, but. No, that's, I think that's so cool. And that's yeah. something
2: I would love. I mean, it's kind of hard to do something like that. I guess I'm trying to think, how could you like mainstream this and do this in your own home? You couldn't, unless you had like a big yard and you bought like a specific, like yeah, arena, you know, <laughs> Ooh, you could do like pods, you could bring pods, but oh. they're not big enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're that's pretty true. small, but yeah, something like that. But you could do so many cool things. I mean, I know you wouldn't want to do horror timer and I don't oh, know if you would no. be down, but I mean, I would be down, yeah. Like, imagine, yeah. like, I love haunted houses, like a raccoon city, Resident Evil style thing, and something like that. I'll be that. in the corner, Dude, eating it candy would be corn. amazing, I it know. would be super scary, but I I'd know. be into it. Oh, that is so, I would love to do this. We should go.
1: Um, yeah, I don't even like it when people are like dressed as zombies. I'm not gonna have a good time tomorrow.
2: You'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll be we'll hold you. your this hands fine. the whole time. Just, just close your good. eyes and walk just behind be like, me. I don't want to look at you. You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put like, who's a very attractive man. There's a lot of them. Okay. I could put his face on the back of my, you could just put on Cull- my back. Put Colin back there.
0: Oh you yeah. Just focus on Colin And I'll be yeah. like, I'll
2: be I'll ta- Yeah. We'll just tape him to the back of my shirt and then you Great. can just stare at him Love the whole time. It. You could wear the shirt that, that our friend fate, um, Oh,
0: painted yeah. for me you can just flip it around yeah. and then perfect. I'll be looking
2: at Colin there you go That's That's perfect yeah
0: we're so backwards So you go anything for you um, but yeah it was super cool I'm really glad that I got to experience something like this and so thank you to Disney for inviting me over and, and letting me try it out it was really fun and for people who are really deep into the Marvel's Laura I really love MCU there's a couple cool tidbits That you'll get to see there. Like I said, I don't really want to tell you what you get to see because it's really cool. And there's some really cool. I mean, like, there's like the voices that you recognize Mm -hmm. from the MCU. Ooh, how are the graphics? How'd it look? It looks amazing. Okay. It looks great. And is it realistic graphics? Is it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's clear. So I use like Doctor Strange as a reference. I mean, you can absolutely tell that it's animated, but it looks really, really good. I mean, it's still VR, right? But I mean, Marvel. Is doing some wild stuff with animation. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the age technology that they use in some of the films, making their stars look like they're thirty, forty years younger or whatever. Oh. Um, if anybody was going to pull this off, it would be you know mm. ILM and, and Marvel. So true that. Um, yeah, very it cool. Fun. I had a great time. Yeah, I'm jealous. Gotta yeah, go. we can't talk about the other games that. Uh, We've been playing, unfortunately, for you guys, but nope. we'll be able to soon. soon, TM. So next week, um, I believe, because um, well, next Friday, the Outer Worlds is out, so the review embargo lifts the week that week, and then it's the week after for Death's Death Stranding. Training. I think it's November first. I think so. Ever you can we can
2: talk about the embargo, which is yeah, November first. Yeah. So soon, TM.
0: Soon, TM. M. Indeed. All right, that's going to do it for segment two. When we come back, it's your Patreon-sponsored segment. Stick with us. It's going to be a fun one. What's good, everybody? And welcome to the final segment of the What's Good Games podcast. This is where we talk about something cool that we've been working on and this month, our patrons mm-hmm. have, picked they have picked a cool thing to talk about, which we're going to mention in just a moment. But before we get to that, it's also that time where we get to give a special shout out to all of our wonderful Mythic members and above. God. Of course, if you haven't yet visited Patreon.com slash What's Good Games, we have a variety of membership tiers that okay. you can get involved with to help support the show and everything that what's good games does and if you are a mythic member you get a special shout out so we're going to read a bunch of names Badly. are we going to read them all correctly hell, hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um bernie why don't you start us off and then we'll run to steimer and then i'll go sounds lovely chewy's godson david akaluchi muhammad muhammad Ferris attack <laughs> alex rugopolis <laughs> lincoln davis
2: joe kennison aaron j saxon Oh, yes. This uh, is confusing order. Fal- Falal Aljimi. Uh, Miss Vegas.
0: Sean I. Matthew Simpson. <laughs> Justin Foshi. Andrew Susan. Sorry, I was doing a dramatic pause. Oh. Brendan Clark. Nathan Colby Watkins. Marcus Brown. Marco Ontiveros. Zevin Nitz. Michael Shanholtz. El now Patrick Higgins Tara Bruno Oh god Oh, oh god oh, Sorry I went it's too okay. far no, It's okay No went fine. too far Do 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 do
2: Bright <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, Melanthius G. Owens Timothy Bennett Zach Hershey Kiss <laughs> uh, Maxwell Kramer Jason Demich <laughs> Alberto Vadella Bill Silwell
0: <laughs> Tyler McCall Reagan Ibsen Jared Howard Joe Schleif
2: Trevor Stuckey
0: Giselle Bassa Sean Stevenson Nam Bui RJ Bryan, Carl Peterson. One oh, second as we scroll. Minute, oh wait, she's there again. That's an accident. Oh, <laughs> uh, Carl Peterson. Oh, Jessica. Oh, wait, no. B- Hold on. Boop. What? Jessica
2: Bloom. There no. you go. No. Oh, I, I was starting to read her name, and then you cut me off, oh. and then I got confused. I
1: life, life it's is fine. hard. Whatever. Uh, you send-
0: Cag Neomai, I'm so sorry. Right? So Yison joined last week and we read Yison's name and we we're like, we're definitely botching this, so please write us to tell us how to say your name. Yeah. I would love to know. I'm um, shy, Jackson Burgess. Brian Sweeney. Jacob Imersis. Paul Bryant. Martha Emery. maroon
2: Michaela Sage. Christian Rodriguez. Throw seven. Hey friend. Kyle Kaiser, Joe Wilson, Marty McFly, Adam Kneiston, Jake Sue, <laughs> Jacob
0: Safari, uh, the Ghost Dog, Four Twenty, Robert <115. Mookin-Mee>. Adams, <laughs> E. Benjamin, Ch- Ch- Shakeus Checkness. Checkness, Checkness,
2: Checkness, Tony Shea. <ılar> we'll call him. I got a cat hair Trent in my nose. Trent Berry. Oh God. Are you okay? <laughs> oh no, it's just tickling my brain. Y- your nose is tickling because like, I got a cat hair in my nose.
0: Oh no! It's what's okay. the worst?
2: It's all good. That cat hair is not reaching your brain. No, it just feels like my brain is tickling right now. Justin Foss. Uh, Brian R. Johnston. Chris Wilson. Ivan Baharano. Andrew Cotton. Jasmine Lee. Patrick Landry. Oh, God. Noel Nevarez. Patrick Weller. Will Hernandez. Punctified. Rob Leonard. Brian Harper. (laughs) Elizabeth Brooke. Ariella Furman, Pete Shoemaker. Trent Bennington. Emily Kent. Roland Bala. Paige Potter.
0: Lucas Cheney, Pierre Blue Octopus. <laughs>
2: Adrian, Adrian Rock Williams. Mark Drastrup. Mark, oh, excuse me, Matthew Goddard. Uh, Nicole Humphrey. Brooke Lurie, Asia Harris. Hi, Sydney Carr. Ozzy Bechia. Ross Haney. Gio Corsi. Donatels Nietzsche, Elevon. Teresa Enert.
0: John Drake. <laughs> Stephanie Fitzwilliam. Jonathan Kysaac ryan lang sid six XL, excel Sixzel, six Sid, sixel guy you just did
2: this on purpose didn't you <laughs> david
0: gill greg fletcher uh shay pratt maddie stanley you skipped me Brian. i definitely skipped Brian you Sibley. Sibley.
1: yeah Sibley. sorry i'm thinking of
0: <laughs> colin
2: graber luke wright anthony bowen stone stone hi stone Stone Chin. <laughs> Brittany Crag. Darren Thug. Nathan
0: Wilkes. Dan. Chris Swindles. Christopher Kilka. K- 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 Adam Fulton. And last but not least, Keith
2: A. Lewis. I think those are our worst ever. They <laughs> are deserving of that one star. I'm so
1: sl- You know what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give it to that one star review. It's probably, yeah.
2: <laughs> probably deserved. That was just between cat hairs in my brain and me not knowing how to scroll. It just happened. Okay. well you know your your keyboard is backwards or your your keypad I don't know what's is happening with this, backwards this life is so hard and confusing sometimes okay
0: but so, you know what's not hard being a member at patreon.com slash what's good games <laughs> where once a oh. month we pull you to find out what you guys want us to talk about on the show and this month without surprise it's spooky themed brit Take it away oh. Thanks to Mikey Phillips This month we're gonna talk about <laughs>
2: If you had to be in a horror game Or game Wait, movie. I fucked that up If you had to be in a horror movie or game Which one would you most likely feel like you would survive in? Ooh. Ooh. so when we started this i said this is kind of a trick question and there's an easy way out because technically i feel like you would survive in almost you could survive in almost anything because you would just turn around in gtfo right resident evil 2 right. just don't go to raccoon city yeah don't just worry go about, about your, your brother anywhere else yeah it, any scary movie don't split up just like get in the car and, you know go back the other way so for that for that let's just assume like they throw you in the middle of this game or movie and you have to try to get away you have to survive yeah,
1: I think I'm probably dead.
2: Yeah, you're definitely dead in most
1: dead. in most scenarios because I just I can't and I I mean you've seen me scream and I curl up into a ball. I was going like to say position, which is not a very good defensive position no. when something is aggressively coming towards you. Um, that's only a, a good comfort position <laughs> to have when you are in safety. <laughs> so I I think for the most part, unless here's the thing, I can kick into like weird robot mode where i just disconnect from everything and if i can get to that space and i have a gun i'll probably be okay Mm. but it's the fact of getting there where it would be like a hit or miss situation where there's a 50 50 shot i just die in the first like five minutes
2: yeah (laughs) do you think you could disconnect tomorrow at halloween horror nights is that a possibility and you'll yeah i just just, when
0: i am in that mode i'm not a fun person to be around okay please don't do that So don't um, disconnect, stay connected, yeah, stay connected. Yeah, But yeah. Um, I always think about Guns and games and I'm like What would I do if there was like a Jason, like, you know Terror, yeah. you know, mm. actually like Coming after me or whatever and I have had like a very Minimal experience shooting guns in real life But I would imagine That if I was in the fight or flight Mode, I would probably run versus like Getting into a combat confrontation with somebody Um But I think you've been doing those sprints, Andrea. Yeah, exactly. Just running really fast away. (laughs) Um, But I think that I could do really well in a world like outlast because it's just a lot of hiding. Mm, Right.
1: Oh no. I Um, would see my anxiety would be through the roof. I think stuff where it's like, like a Days gone or like a, which is technically not a horror game, but it's kind of like
0: whatever I'm counting
1: it. Screw you. Uh, like things like that or even like last of us i wouldn't want to live in that world but i could probably survive in that world because there are still hubs right. of civilization where like i don't i know some people are like no your freedom is all that matters like hell no in these situations i will go i will be a worker i don't care like just keep me alive and keep the things away <laughs> you'll from be me. an npc yeah i these would games.
2: happily be an npc in any <laughs> one of those games i don't need to be the hero of this story right I'm um, thinking about Outlast. I don't ugh, see that. I don't like playing those games for the pure like fact that the anxiety, too, hiding and like running mm-hmm. from whatever mutant things those are like hell. Because no. I don't like
1: that you can only hide. Like there's like you just. <sighs> I feel way more helpless in a game like that where I'm just trying to not be spotted than I do
2: in a game even like Resident Evil. Yeah, and I'm thinking about Resident Evil. And I was laughing when I was putting this topic in the sheet because I remember that conversation you and I had that one time where I'm like, just go in a hotel room and hunker down. We had like this miscommunication yes. where Summer thought like, oh, zombie apocalypse is started. Let's just go to the room and stay. And she's no, like, well, no, you, yeah, you said that. And I was like, no, no, no. And that's not Please. what I meant to say. And then I didn't understand. And I'm like, oh, now I know why you thought I was crazy because like, yeah. no, like you don't want to like. It's like, yeah, you know. if the
1: outbreak is spreading, you want to get away, from get the city away. away from the people.
2: Yeah. But if like shit's already hit the fan and like the freeway. Anyway. Story for another time. So Resident Evil, the the thing about Resident Evil is that the zombies are slow shamblers. Like those Mm -hmm. are those are like easy to just like kind of run from, unless there's like the liquors aren't, and that's that's the problem, right? Is you have like, (laughs) sorry, I wanted to make a really oh ASMR, yeah, Yeah, girl. (laughs) Um, The liquors are like terrible. Mr. X is terrible. Everything is terrible in that game. So like, as much as I'd like to say that my zombie survival skills would get me through Resident Evil too, I don't know. Because, like, yeah. those characters take a lot of hits before they die. But in real life, you take one hit, like, they're not respawning. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: You're, you're probably, like, down for the camp. Yeah,
2: if there's three yeah. liquors coming at me and all I have is, like, five rounds in my shotgun. like they better I'll be Jack Daniels. Oh. That was a play on words. Oh! The
0: oh, oh. I was, did like, you know, like shots of alcohol. That will be yeah. happening soon. Um, I think a world like Alien I could do pretty well in. Because you, know, you like you, the ones where you, you're you being stalked. I, well, yeah, what is with this? I don't like I that don't, at all. Well, I think of, like, in Alien, they have like, you know, they have weapons and, mm. um you know, as long as I'm just chilling with Ridley, I think we'll be okay. Alien, I'm out. Predator,
1: I'm
2: out. Like, I don't want yeah. <laughs> no supernatural creepy <laughs> things. No. I think, I know what horror movie I would survive in The Ring because all you got to do is get one sucker <gasps> to watch that movie. I have a horror movie that, that was- I would absolutely 100% survive in and it's, fuck
1: was it? it follows oh because, because you have to have sex <laughs> <laughs> in order for that monster to get you i'm not that promiscuous i would be just fine in this world i'd be a okay
0: just no banging and you're good to go <gasps> yeah i would oh, just be like you know what Such a good movie i though. will just
2: be celibate if you guys forever. haven't seen that have you seen that movie no, somebody literally described Uh-oh. that movie to
1: me because that there's no way that i would ever watch it but oh,
2: you um, yeah um, so i'm trying to get the camera focus. to come back in focus it's still out of hello focus. but no oh there oh, we, go. Yeah, here we go um it follows is a really really good movie and it's creepy but it's not like scary 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 we should totally watch it so it follows That's, that was a good one but the ring would be another good one like i said all you have to do is make a copy of a tape and show someone and then it's like bye you dead
0: hmm. um I'm trying to think of like what other kind of horror movies that I could potentially survive in. Yeah, because like...
2: I mean,
1: if you do... In like, Until Dawn, I would have never gone to that cabin. Well, that's if what I, I'm saying, yeah, right? If I had to go up I, there, I would have turned the
0: motherfucking lights on.
1: Yes, that's also true. They had power. What were you doing? Jesus. Why are you sitting in the dark? Um, I think I would have just stayed... Yeah, I would just stay in the house. I don't... If I think if I had to leave the house, I don't know that I could necessarily survive. Like, it's... Yeah, you have to stay really still, but those things look freaky and they're fast... The only thing that would be good is that they decapitate you real fast. That's mm-hmm. very like good they're point. really, really skilled at killing you. So like at least <laughs> you're not gonna you suffer for a very long time. Yeah. You're just gonna mm. be you're alive and then you're dead. Like
2: which is gonna happen to everybody. So if you gotta go, I guess you go quickly. So most horror movies these days are all about little children. Okay, here's the thing the families move into a new house. And my god! Well, we got this really cool house. It's really beautiful and cheap. Why is it so cheap? Oh, look at this doll, oh, oh, you, mommy! Oh yeah, look at this. Look at this doll. Isn't she pretty? And oh then, wait, she's murdered. Us all. Oh no, she's trying to kill me. Oh no! Now I'm hanging on the ceiling upside down with my head crooked at ninety degrees. But <laughs> Ow. like, right? No, seriously. Need some physical therapy. And on so, that like, shit. I guess think about a movie like The Conjuring or like Sinister. Like, I think Sinister is one, but basically, all of the scary movies do this. You have a child, you're in a house, your this child is, is possessed, you never have children. your child is possessed and they like try to kill you in the middle of the night. Your kid tries to kill you? I'm sure they do. Oh. Like, you know, the kid try to kill you. They try to kill others. They eventually try to kill themselves. Like what? I mean, the problem with that one is you got to always find a priest and they got to do an exorcism. Maybe you should just
1: be a priest. Oh, maybe we should just be priests.
2: That just doesn't whatever. always Does that work how we save ourselves. Only well, no. like the exorcists. because well, they yeah, they have to perform the exorcism, but then half the time the priests end up dying in the process. That's true. And, and then they, these they are usually
1: are... canon potter, aren't they? Right, yep.
2: And the, the movies everyone dies and it ends very sad because like there's no happy ending. So I don't know if it's even possible. Because it still
1: needs to be out there because if it's not, then they can't make a sequel to this movie right. and then they can't make any more money. Exactly. So Ooh. the priests are not as effective in the movies as I think they would be in real life if it were really. What a about
2: um the Saw movies?
1: Hell no, absolutely not. <laughs> 100% out. Never, never, never. I I would take Outlast over, over Saw. Oh, me too.
0: Yeah, like the Saw movies got to a, such a grotesque point that I have never in my life had this experience happen to me, but it happened to me, I think, with Saw 3, mm-hmm. where I got so overcome with nausea watching one of the scenes that I had to get up and walk out of the room. Huh. It was so grotesque.
1: It's basically torture porn. It is. And it's, that's why I'm like, that. that's not a thing that I am intrigued by or care to watch. I just,
0: I, it's no. hard out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know like the sounds the character was making as this thing was, as he was Ugh. doing this thing to himself because he was doing it to save himself ultimately, but had to hurt himself to get out because like Saul loves that. Oh, yeah. I was just like, nope. And noped right out of it and i never looked back I good was like, no, that is a good you.
1: good nope moment
0: yeah so i i would definitely not survive no, I, I would either. probably because i would probably just let myself be killed then go through the torture
1: yeah, yeah i'd be like do you have a gun can you just put one it's in over, my head like just now. just yeah, yeah. I, so i'm key. not playing your games
0: yeah so realistically i think we all have the
2: best shot at surviving like the Freddy or jason or whatever the heck where you just have like a dude that can maybe be shot can they be killed no in the movies they can't be killed I don't no. think so Oh, I definitely
1: do not want the one that's in your dreams
2: is that Freddy Freddy oh okay no because
1: like so oh. I value sleep <laughs> and I would be very upset I've already had my fair share of like horrifying nightmares lately hmm. so like no okay if they can't be killed then there's just you and, yeah and you can't really do anything yeah. about them you think you're
0: escaping you, could, you yeah. like yeah you just
1: like, I thought you could do something in your dream or you have to do something to get him out but I don't remember what it was like I
2: don't, I don't know, know.
1: To like, what is it called? Lucid dream? Maybe lucid dream oh. yourself a bazooka and like pull over his ass up. That, so that would be something to do. <laughs> that's for sure. I don't think that's quite how it works, but it would be great if it did. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it would be.
2: Mm-hmm. Gosh,
0: so many scary movies.
2: And I'm looking at the
0: top some movies. good ones. Texas Chainsaw I don't watch
1: any of them. So it's really mostly what people have told
0: me
2: yeah. <laughs> about movies. Ooh, A Quiet Place. Because all you have to oh. do is just not talk.
0: Well, yes and no. But it's not just not talking. It's not making any noise whatsoever. Mm,
2: so it's yeah, like... it's
0: like walking. It makes noise. Movement. Make, any sort of movement
1: makes noise. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I talk to myself way too much. I would be dead.
0: <laughs> well, what was interesting is like there's a moment where they go somewhere. Um, and I won't spoil it if you guys haven't seen it. But it's old now. You should see it. Go see it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um it's on all the streaming platforms i think um where they're like in this area where it's like there's something in the world that's making a lot of noise and so they're able to like have like a normal conversation because like there's all this white white noise noise. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i was like why wouldn't you just like move move there like live over live over where all the noise is yeah (laughs) yeah i mean
1: that would definitely be an option but um not a great way to live (laughs)
0: yeah no, yeah not necessarily yeah oh. but let's I guess see none of these
1: would be great ways the to blair live. witch
2: project what is the story what's the deal with that um basically the movie follows a group of people into the woods and they're trying to like film a documentary kind of thing
0: About and these people that are disappearing yeah like is it
2: yeah i am no. i mean i know what the blair oh. witch, but i don't what the that thing trying to kill them yeah. is it's the blair witch okay and it's just like weird things start happening and that one again you just like turn around and you just like fucking like leave the like, woods. oh all right i, I don't, don't even want go into the woods. woods in the first place <laughs> but you know they don't have technology they don't have cell phones back then i don't think they did gps's and they get lost in the woods they go in circles and then they're like oh no there's a cabin we're going to go in there and be killed just like yeah that. if i run into a cabin
0: in the woods i'm
1: probably not gonna go in it
0: yeah mm, 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 mm. <laughs> there's um there's a bunch of uh what do you guys think about it uh, I haven't seen it. it. Do you know about it though? Like what? I it- know it's 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 not a clown. It looks like a clown,
1: but it's like a demon thing. Yeah, that really trans. Is, is it is it like the thing in Harry Potter where it, like changes into what you're most scared of? Sort of, but not really. Okay, because he's mostly a clown, right? He's mostly a clown. Pennywise. Weird. Yeah. It's like why would you mostly be a clown? i granted he looks freaky. <sighs> see my so, like, problem is sure. I see all these yeah.
2: movies drunk. And then I don't remember. That's all what the you want. Details. You don't want to remember. These I know. Movies. But then we have conversations like this and I've seen it and I've seen all that. and I'm like, but yeah, like what? Why does he does he target
0: certain people based on kids? Certain things? Right? Is it just kids? Um, it wasn't just kids. No, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember what Pennywise's underlying motivation was. Oh, Let's be boy, being a dick. Just
2: That's his motivation. Being a dick killing things. Um, yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of like. So mostly it mostly comes down to, is there a demon that's trying to kill you? Mm-hmm. If so, you have to figure out how to exercise the demon. Are there zombies you just have to figure out how to outsmart them and get somewhere safe? I think for me, it's it's more dependent on, like, is the whole
1: world screwed? Like, zombies I would be a hard out on because, to me, it seems like every zombie scenario you have, the whole world is screwed. Because right? people Everyone's, turn on people. people are just yeah, like, yeah. You'll never get out of that end state or like, you know, it will never not be a horrifying place to live. Right. Um, Whereas something that's a little more one person targeted, like like a ring, like a Blair Witch, Mm -hmm. like a it follows are more doable because you have there's a there's a light somewhere. Right. And at the end of that tunnel, you know, speaking of
2: it follows, I guess all you'd have to do is just get on a plane and just travel like across the world every now and again.
1: Yeah, you because it goes really
2: slowly. Yeah, it, that, it literally just walks towards yeah, you. I mean, again, oh, if you're just de- celibate, you'd be
1: oh, totally fine. But yeah. if you did happen to get it, like you just <laughs> the worst keep
2: STD ever. Keeps keep, keep sleeping with people. Yeah. Just go for it. But the problem is, then if those people are killed, <laughs> either sleep with no one or sleep with everyone. But the problem no, like,
1: is, is, the problem is, you have to make sure that the person you sleep with then is also a
2: giant slut afterwards and continues yeah. it. Because if those people die, then it, com- it works it comes down the back chain. to you. So, like, let's say, like, Simon so has it. With, I have it. I sleep with you. Yes. You sleep with me. Then
1: you have to sleep with someone else because if it gets to you and kills you, it's coming back. It from comes from me.
2: Yeah. Um. So, like, Stimer sleeps with Andrea, Andrew sleeps with me. I now have it, but if it kills me, it, then it's going to try to kill you. And then if it kills you, it's going to go after Stimer.
0: So, basically, you have to just keep sleeping like a sleep chain, like a sex chain. Yes. it's
2: yes. like, an organized Discord chat where people are organizing, like, <laughs> where they're fucking. All right, whose turn is it? All right.
0: <laughs> Who's banging tonight? Yeah, uh, and, like,
1: you'd have to, do, ooh, and if you did that with people who did live, like, across the world, it could work out pretty well. So, you're just, like, kind of trying to, like, oh, transfer this I gotta japan it would just be how yeah. hilarious can we make a parody of this movie where the yes. thing just gets really tired and like just takes a nap in the middle of the ocean <laughs> <laughs> it's just like okay you guys it's just you guys like, won you tricked oh, me job, fine. oh my god you have technology in these
2: planes and i can't oh. handle it yeah you're right that would be a good idea yeah that's a great oh, brilliant see we would if we would survive and it follows there's the answer to your question it follows would be the one yeah, yeah. there
0: you go done All right, and that's gonna do it for this episode of what's good games thank you to everybody for hanging with us till the end we know it was a little bit of a long one but we hope you enjoyed it and thank you to all of our fantastic patrons for supporting the show oh sorry here you go Um, (laughs) and um, don't forget next weekend is our fantastic extra live stream mark your calendars for Saturday October 26th at 12pm central time actually uh, huh? I think I was saying Pacific time. It'd be 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 uh, p.m. Central time, since we will be in North Dakota. Horrible. Um, exactly. No, no. <laughs> Actually, that's not right. Um, and we hope that you guys watch um, either on YouTube or on Twitch and join us um, in person if you are going to be in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, again, we'll have lots more information coming um, on our social channels. And that's going to do it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>